if you want to play. Drag and of your life. Let's let's get another chorus where you're singing. Drag. I um I don't I can't get that no. I believe that you could. That's really sweet and misguided. Let's do it. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, any color you can drag up your life. It's drag up your life. Yeah, it's right the ending. ending. It's the ending note. Yeah. Drag up your life. I'm gonna pick the lower on that ending one. Is that okay? Let's do the high one. Okay. Trixie can be really dry and like low energy. That's her type of humor. Like, ha ha, and then ah. She really doesn't come across super warm, and so that can come off really standoffish to those who don't know her. You're in hair and a dress, maybe the upper octave might just be more appropriate, just a thought. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, connect the... Oh, so you believe in, like, gender stereotypes. I like realism and believability. Oh, you'll love Trixie Mattel. Oh, Miss Adams, she's not liking it too much. Well, I think that clip ties together probably the two major points we're going to be covering in this week's episode of Nuance. Yes. Which is, of course, uh, discovering, discussing some of the finer points of the recent episode of Drag Race that we did our hot takes of on Friday. But of Thursday, course, yeah. sorry, Thursday. Oh, yeah. Um, but of course, uh, some other news has popped up in the meantime. And oh, yeah. The Marys, I love it. I, I, I love that the Marys were like, what do you think about this? Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny because I was working all weekend and I kept like just kind of glimpsing at Twitter when mm-hmm. I was on a break or whatever. And I saw it. And I was like, wait, 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 Right, right. Like RuPaul. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One more thing. Yeah. <laughs> wait wait, a, wait minute. a minute. And the door opens and out comes this very problematic interview in The Guardian. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, wow. You know, so, and I, I, we were talking about this before, but um, I had read the interview before the storm had started and I remember reading that one section where RuPaul's kind of where the interview is interviewer is asking RuPaul about having uh, trans or uh, cis women as contestants. And of course, RuPaul saying, Oh, probably not. I mean, I think anyone listening at this point is probably pretty familiar with this interview. Right. Um, and reading that, I was like, Oh, I don't think this is going to go over well. And yeah. I was honestly kind of relieved to see people responding so strongly. It was like, oh, is this going to just slip by? Oh, no. This seems like a real sore thumb. No, not with uh, the expanding minds of people, especially in the queer community mm-hmm. um, and fans of Drag Race. Contestants uh, on contestants Drag Race. Contestants on Drag Race. Yeah. Not to mention Peppermint, but also Gia Gunn, mm-hmm. Monica Beverly Hills. Yeah, Sonique. Uh, Sonique, Jiggly exactly. Caliente, yeah. Kimora Black just recently. Right. Uh, Jinx Monsoon has identified as non-binary. <clears throat> I think I saw in a tweet recently, Shea Coulee. I mean, you go down the line yeah. and it's... Whether it's a queen who's trans or or just non not identifying Violet Chachki not identifying as male or female, it's not like a small number, right? Um, I was wondering, you know, what I think I'm going to read just like the passage. I think that people are kind of concerned about here, just for those that are kind of catching up about this article in the Guardian. Sure. So uh, <clears throat> the interviewer, um, I want to make sure I, I, I give her credit, Decca Aitkenhead. Um, she said she writes. Um, oh man, I just lost it. Sorry, Mary. Right. Um, so how can a so how can a transgender woman be a drag queen? And RuPaul responds, "Hmm, it's an interesting area. Peppermint didn't get breast implants until after she left our show. She was ad- identifying as a woman, but she hadn't really transitioned." And then Decca says, "Would he accept a contestant who had?" He hesitates again. Probably not. You can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. 
it takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. We've had some girls who've had some injections in the face and maybe a little bit in the butt here and there, but they haven't transitioned. Um, and the, the the whole phrase, probably not, mm -hmm. is I think what uh, is yeah. Oh, that's I exposing mean. kind of a hypocrisy mm -hmm. to RuPaul's um, punkness of uh, challenging gender roles mm -hmm. and the idea that you know we, we are shapeshifters. Right. And that that is something to be celebrated, that yeah. we don't have to fit into the norm. Yeah. And if RuPaul is starting to create a norm of drag race and what, quote unquote, drag is with a capital D. Yeah. <laughs> big D. Big D. Um, yeah. Apparently that's a requirement. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that is becoming, quote unquote, the norm. Yeah. And yeah. so for her to reject something so punk as a bio queen, which, you know, is a tentative term sure but or a cisgender woman doing drag or a transgender uh, woman doing drag um for her to reject that is is hypocritical yeah and i think um <clears throat> i think especially trying to kind of create some divide between and i know this is about I make this distinction because I find myself getting stuck in this, that Rue is talking about the show Drag Race and not about drag. Because I think that the the this, and, and I know that nowadays they're becoming synonymous. So I recognize that too, but I want to acknowledge that like, be, for Rue to kind of create this dividing line between Drag Race and trans performers is like, you're taking such an, like, an essential ingredient out of the train, out of the, the drag history and drag movement. Like, right. You you just can't you can't disconnect the two, right? You know what I mean? Like you, it it's it's a main ingredient. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I, and just to your point, I mean, if if the whole point of drag in terms of RuPaul is to say fuck you to male dominated culture mm -hmm. and to fuck gender stereotypes and gender roles mm -hmm. and what gender is, turning gender on its head, right? <clears throat> why does a, a a a cisgender male need to do that? Yeah. Can't yeah. other people be a part of that performance and part of that discussion and part of that activism and part of that radicalness? Right. Can't trans people do that too? Can't women do that too? Yeah. And I don't understand why in this interview that was missed, especially when earlier in the interview, RuPaul talked about how um, he changed from his East Village drag to Glamazon by shaving his chest and whatever and fitting the norm to kind of appeal more yeah and winning you know miss a manhattan pageant whatever right right yeah um, and, and he's i mean he's talked about that even further um and i don't want to get into this too much because i just don't know if it's my territory but um has also equated making himself as a black person more palatable to white people oh right who are responding to this quote-unquote black rage and i've seen response of like well this feels like a minstrel show that you're just like well i'll just be this non-threatening stereotype like we've talked about with like Latrice people connecting with her as the mammy well you know I think that's a, an interesting connection because for him to say that m men dressed as women as hyper feminine women um, for him to say that that is drag um, uh, oh man I just lost my thought oh oh a black mm -hmm. rage yeah um, <clears throat> that it, it's almost easier to digest for people to be like, oh, okay, but you're still a man at, at, at the end of the day. At, at the end of the show, you're still you're still a man, right? Yeah, and and that you know might be easily digestible rather than, oh, you're 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 trans, right? Right. I don't I don't feel safe. I don't have any of my familiarities here, right? Like, oh, it's <clears throat> actually I, the 
it's not a gag. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too, right? I mean, I think... Um, when the whole gag is... Actually, gender is something we can put on, right. whether we are a woman or not. Like, because mm-hmm. he even says he's like, "Oh, she's wearing a t-shirt and jeans uh, to that woman in the lobby, and that mm-hmm. woman in the lobby is wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and they're not really dressing like drag queens do." Right. So that woman can be in drag. Right. She can dress as this hyper feminine thing to expose the hypocrisy uh, and and ridiculousness of gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's n- it's not required. I mean, because what this is really coming down to, and this is very 2018, because because the definitions of gender and the boundaries are they're being blurred because that's just the times we're in, um, is uh, that the same point is made at now about femininity and expressions of femininity, whether it is a cis woman or it is a trans person or it is a cis man, the same points are being made. Right. And I feel like now, like to me, it's it's actually really interesting how cis women I, I, trans is being separate but just talking about cis women doing drag right now it's actually incredibly meaningful right now right like it's it's not in a way like that's become almost necessary in a way that there's whether it be actual drag or just recognizing that these expectations of of how women should look yeah um it's all it's all unattainable drag you yeah. know what i mean right. it's all ridiculous drag right and i think i I would think I respond more to, in some ways, to a cis woman calling that out in whatever way that she does than a man. Yeah. Like, I think that that, like, that's, it's carrying a torch in a way. Yeah, it's almost like empowering women to be able to also call that out. Right, and this is passing a torch that should have been passed a long time ago. Absolutely. This is not to say, oh, you know, women, has any, what's about women? (laughs) What do they have to say? You ever noticed women? It's like, no, 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 I mean, this is, it's about time, you know what I mean? And this is... Uh, I think with the trans movement and where it is right now, like it's such a perfect ally for where women are right now. Yeah. Like if anything, yes, find the connective tissue here. Right. This is what we need. Right. Exactly. So like all the more reason to keep those doors open. Oh, God. Like these two communities need each other and there's all kinds of overlap. Yeah. Um, it, it's, and that's just the time we're in maybe in the nineties or in the eighties or the seventies, which is not that long ago. Apparently <laughs> drag needed to be something different and yeah. was used differently. Let's right. put it that way. It was used differently because drag's everything. Right. So it's how you're using it. Yeah. And we're just using it differently now. Yeah. We're, we're using it differently than we were before drag race. There's a different it. need for it. Yeah. There's a different need for it. And I think women, um, need it now just as much as gay men needed it in the 50s and 60s yeah. or ho- however long it started. You right, know? right. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think that this is, I, I think to, to I mean, cut this I, opportunity off from women is like, again, this is about drag race, not drag, but like to make such a public statement that this is not for women. Right, and and, and to have a show like drag you. Yeah, yeah. You know like, what? Yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand that, where this... Uh, 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 this cognitive dissonance is coming from. I haven't heard anyone bring that up, but but Rue has talked about he loves drag you. It's yeah. like something he's super proud of. Isn't isn't that what this is? Exactly. Like then then what is I mean, I guess Rue could say I think the thesis was thesis was using I think what it, he was still creating the dividing line. He was like, No, 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 these are women who are I mean, I don't want to say this, but in some ways it feels a little bit like, no, these are women just getting guidance from their fairy godmothers. You know what I mean? Right. It, and it's like, oh, well, we don't really need that either. No, they don't need a man telling them how to be a woman. Yeah, and, and they don't need a gay best friend no. either. Like, all of that is over too. Like, yeah. we, we don't need that anymore. Right, right. Um, and honestly, like, let's also celebrate that. 
right? Oh, sure. Like because there were certain things that were created at certain times because we needed it, we didn't have it. It was they're all stepping stones. They're all stepping stones, right? But like recognizing that, like, so are the so are the early seasons of Drag Race where a trans queen can't come out until the reunion, and it's this like traumatic thing. Yeah. Even on the show, the evolution from Sonique at the reunion to Peppermint admitting it openly in the workroom and getting to, you know, second place. Right. I mean... And, and, you know, to be honest with you, I don't understand the difference between Chad Michaels getting yes. work done to look more like Cher than a, a trans woman getting work done to look more like herself. Yes, exactly. Or Trinity Taylor, who's had work done on exactly. our entire body. Yeah, yeah. It's the same... Penis or not? Why yeah. do you need a fucking penis? Why? Right. Do you, I mean, if you're gonna have cheekbones, mm-hmm. they're all just parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same parts. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because to me, it feels like that's what we're coming down to here. Is do you need to tuck male genitals? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. is that really that's, it? And it's all about genitals, and yeah. that fucking pisses me off. And it reminds me so much of just like boys clubs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you don't have the right genitals. Right. Right. And yeah. and I don't. I. I when I heard about this, I got very upset because I'm just like, why am I so in love with a show that is a boys club? Yeah. I yeah. kind of thought this was bigger and this was going towards a bigger place, especially with the inclusion of Peppermint, especially with the inclusion of so many beautiful m- members of this drag race community. Yeah. And, and it's this, po- this opportunity for all of us to be edu- I mean, even I know for myself, I felt educated by seeing Peppermint on the show. Yes. And it was like, oh, I have another example of a trans Courtney person. Act, who's who's been explaining yeah gay explaining trans to people in the biggest platform right right i mean exactly like i just i think that what drag race can accomplish i mean this is not just a tv show we don't have a podcast just about a tv show like right. everybody no. in the gay community knows what this is i love how you know ben's the and we'll get into ben talked about in interviews recently it was like if i had a show like this growing up like this is why i'm doing it yeah if i had this when i was 14 that would right. have changed my life right so i want to contribute to that right and i agree completely i think that's great but i think we don't need shows like queer as folk anymore no and we don't just need project runway for drag queens right this can do so much more yeah and and why not take that opportunity when when that's what this show is doing? Yeah. Whether Rue likes it or not, yeah. he's changing lives, he's touching lives, he's affecting people, he's creating connective tissue for people who don't feel like they belong. Why can't why can't drag race empower everybody instead of just gay men? Yeah. You know, and I, and they, they still can be affected, right? It's mm-hmm. not like we're closing the door on gay men being yeah. celebrating and watching a show that speaks to them. It doesn't dilute it by opening the door. I don't think it does at all. No. I mean, because I also think that you also have Michelle Visage sitting on the panel. Yeah, every as, week as a female drag queen. Yep, I, I tweet. I tweeted that like as a she sis- was in the balls. She was an ally. Yep. She is a member of our community. Yeah, we've said this from the beginning that Ru- that Michelle Visage is just as important as RuPaul. Yeah, because she exists in a space that wasn't hers to begin with, mm-hmm. and then found a place in it right. because it was speaking to her, even though she didn't have a fucking penis. Right. Right, right. And she's then paid it forward. But she, I mean, we've probably talked about this as well, that, Ru, that RuPaul's name is on the show, but Michelle is at the heart of the yeah, brand. Yeah, she goes on tour she with goes these on girls. The tours. She takes care of them. She yep. knows them. She knows them. She connects with them. She, I mean, you know. I, she knows their boy names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She she knows them out of the drag. She knows them as the, as the he, she, them, they, whatever they want to identify as. She knows that. And I feel like... Michelle is doing what everyone wants RuPaul to be doing, but 
RuPaul, I mean, I've been thinking about this because like the last- Is RuPaul just stubborn? Well, I was going to say the last thing I want to do is attack RuPaul, but- No, I don't want to attack RuPaul, but at the same time, with these comments, it- I mean, it hurts no, to have somebody that's opening a door for you, mm-hmm. and then for them to just kind of push it shut. Yeah, I. So to me, what with I, with a a very very, um, I I think a very emotional comment. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole interview, the whole thing is worth reading because the 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 she interviewer has some beautiful things to say. But the interviewer, in her own subtle ways, exposes some of the hypocrisy of RuPaul. Yeah. That I think RuPaul wants wants to live in a world where because RuPaul said he's, he doesn't want to be a role model. He's like, if you get something out of what I'm doing, great. But I'm not here to be a role model. I I don't think it's like I think we're in a time where you don't get to make that decision anymore. No, unfortunately, unfortunately um, you can't create this and then say, oh, but don't look to me. Like right. you just right. It's kind of how RuPaul's talked about like. You have to well, I mean, own how I, people know you. You have to own the brand that people connect with you as, and you have to be that. And you have to be your own self and know what's real and what's not and what sh- what you won't allow to affect you. Like, I also get that aspect of it. It's mm-hmm. like, if your hero says something shitty to you, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to deal with that yeah. mm-hmm. and not put the expectation onto somebody else. Because I do feel like RuPaul has a lot of expectation right now, Yes, which... You know, she is born into like she mm-hmm. says that she's like the universe is aligning, and I'm just like, okay, well, the universe is aligning with this article right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this is where all the energy is going towards. So, right. um, yeah, it's it, you know, it, it's just it, RuPaul is an interesting figure right now because I also think that RuPaul represents RuPaul versus many of the trans queens uh, who've spoken out who are from the show or outside the show, but it really represents this change of the tides yeah. and the changing times. Um, and, and it's, I, I see this to t- kind of take this away from RuPaul. I mean, we see this with our own parents and baby boomers. My parents are about the same age as RuPaul. I see the same stubbornness and it might be about different stuff, but I, I think that RuPaul's experiences and, and his own life experience and his own way of seeing the world and what's informed that. I I think it is a little stubborn and I think it is in concrete and I think that that's okay if RuPaul is approaching 60 and is like this is it this is how I'm seeing the world it does not excuse how he's hurting people with well, his words well and it's up to us to call it out and be like listen yeah. dad yeah it just it's just not that anymore right you can't you can't come home and watch television and watch football mm-hmm. and not talk to me and mom you know yeah. Yeah, or you can, but like you can't expect me and mom to keep paying your bills. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? It's We're not like, going to keep doing the dishes for you. Right. Because yeah. what I, I think what's even more important than what what one person, what one RuPaul has said or didn't say or how he said it, what's so much more important is the uprising of people who are like, yeah. nope, 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 not nope. today, not yeah. here, not now. And it's happening immediately. Right. Boy, is that a sign of the times. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and granted, it's in the bubble of this world, but it's got to start somewhere. Well, and I mean, I feel like this is another X for RuPaul in the trans community yeah. with, with She-Male and, yeah. and all of that, the training yeah. chasers and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, RuPaul it has to evolve. And we have to remember that RuPaul is human, mm-hmm. but we have to remember that RuPaul is human. Yeah. And that we have to call a human out. And mm-hmm. that it's not just this God that mm-hmm. creates children. And, you know? Right. Well, and I think that a lot of RuPaul's points of view are, there's, it, you know, you look to Lady Bunny, there's a similar, like, irreverence, don't take anything too seriously, like, telling the jokes because you're not supposed to tell them and, and 
showing that it doesn't fucking matter. Like there's that whole movement. It was super necessary and important when it was coming up against something, right? right? It was a counter response to something. Right. But the thing that that perspective is countering is not strong enough anymore to justify it. The thing that it's now countering is this movement towards sensitivity and this movement towards open minds, this movement towards evolution on these topics. And What's so ironic about this is that RuPaul, whether he likes it or not, is a huge part of that movement yeah. with Drag Race. And for him to say that gender matters, mm -hmm. that, your <laughs> that your fucking biological gender matters, right, right. or biological sex matters to get onto a show, yeah. is the opposite of the gospel that he's been preaching. Yeah, well, and it's maintaining this antiquated point of view that RuPaul knows and and reveres about drag. RuPaul loves the type of drag that's men getting into, that's men subverting what we think women should be. That one definition of the hundreds, he loves that one. Right. And he wanted to make a TV show all about that yeah, one. Yeah, and he did it. And in 2008, okay, sure, because we don't got fucking nothing. Start there. Right. But 10 years later, yeah. if you want this you, show to go you on. You have woken up yeah. people. And that's people, not just men, not just gay men. Yeah. And you know what would be super interesting is for the gay community to see a story of a f cisgender female or a trans female on RuPaul's Drag Race yep. and to find a way to connect with that person. Because let me tell you, transphobia do just doesn't exist in the straight community. No. It exists in the gay community as well. Mm -hmm. And um, misogyny exists in the fucking gay community as well. Yeah. So for us to see other stories, yeah. we can open our minds that way too. We don't just have to have this boys club of celebrating gay male stories. Mm -hmm. It can be, oh, let's celebrate how we all transcend gender yeah and how we can all fucking work together and m meet minds with females and trans people to fight this patriarchy this ridiculous male-dominated culture mm -hmm. and i mean because i think we've talked about this before but i think misogyny is at the root of of a lot of the problems in the gay community, whether it be oh we've talked we about talk, this yeah, at length. It them is shaming, bottom, bottom shaming, shaming, transphobia, just misogyny against cis women, hating long hair on men, yeah, all of wanting that. mask from mask, mm -hmm. all of that bullshit. Yeah, so in some ways. I mean, homophobia is is like a byproduct of the misogyny. Like misogyny, I think, is at the root. Right. Like I really think deep down, that's what's informing a lot of this. Right. And I and and I think that the inclusion of of cis women, the inclusion inclusion of trans performers, is is necessary for this show to not feel like fucking queer as folk full of white straight men. Yeah, and, you know, or white men basically, right. but a lot of straight actors, right? Um, because you know, you look at that show, and it's just like, oh, okay, at the old. time. Maybe groundbreaking groundbreaking but like oh boy like old news yeah and again we have to be we have to be excited about that we have to be celebrating that rupaul should not rupaul can do whatever he wants but like from my point of view looking at that i'd be like oh this is so great we've done something here yeah this is so much more important than maintaining the ideals of a certain era of an art form that uh, was was not the beginning or the end of it. You know what I mean? Right. The way RuPaul sees drag is not how drag started, and it's not how drag's going to continue. Exactly. And we hear from so many of our Marys and and just the media in general or the gay media that we consume that drag race is actually hurting other forms of drag. Right. Yeah. When you go out to your local bar to see or the local gay bar to see a local queen who isn't doing drag race drag, right. they're doing a different type of drag. Dragula. We I got called out for mm -hmm. you know not sure. necessarily embracing Dragula for what it is and 
sure you 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 pick yourself up and you say oh shit i was wrong let me yeah. let me investigate this let me see how this goes right and then and and you evolve mm-hmm. so many things project runway i didn't watch that forever i know this is such a, a banal example but it's just like even at that level there's like oh you should really check this out you should really see this you're you're thinking it's one thing but it's something else and then you finally check it out i mean that was my experience with drag race and yeah. it's like oh oh shit this is so much more right like it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's okay to be corrected. Yeah. You know? I just think that for a show that is has started to be so groundbreaking and for it to halt just because of 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 a penis. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean it, it seems so anticlimactic. It seems so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, leave it to a dick. Of course, it's all going to be anticlimactic, you know? <laughs> it only lasts for a few seconds. Right, exactly. Yeah. Typical. Um, <laughs> never lasts as long as you want it to. But uh, yeah, no, I hear you. And I, I, I hope that this is a, I mean, I think this is a blip. I think in a couple of weeks, we're all going to forget about this. I really do. In terms of what RuPaul said, I hope that... Um, I hope that it has, I mean, season 10 has been cast, but I hope when it comes to season 11, there's some consideration. Okay, you got to listen to the, again, you got to listen to who's paying your bills. Right. If they're not paying your bills, then don't pay them no mind. But if they are paying your bills, RuPaul, pay them some mind. Yeah. And maybe consider this when casting. And we should also mention that just an hour ago, Mm -hmm. RuPaul tweeted um, something that looked like an apology, but uh, it did have the words regret. He regretted the the pain that he had caused. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think I and that he he's always uh, that they that they will continue to cast based on creativity, nerve and talent with no other lens. Right. Oh, I think it's worth it's worth reading the whole thing. So let me pull up RuPaul's tweets. Got it. I Um, mean, I. So here's here's what we got. Okay. Uh, First, RuPaul tweeted each morning. I pray to set aside everything I think I know. So I may have an open mind and a new experience. I understand and regret the hurt I have caused. The trans community are heroes for of our shared LGBTQ movement. You are my teachers. And then she followed up by saying, in the 10 years we've been casting Drag Race, the only thing we've ever screened for is charisma, uni- uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And that will never change. I mean, obviously it sounds like revisionist history. Yes. I think we have to... I think we can we we should stay in our feelings like mm-hmm. Thorgy Thor. Sure, we can stay in our feelings mm-hmm. and we can be where we are with this. But we can also see this as like, okay, our voices were fucking heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, you got to look on the bright side. You got to tell Dad. Yeah, and Dad will take however long Dad needs mm-hmm. before he comes out and he's like, all right, right, I'll buy you a Super Nintendo. Right, right. Like I got it. And it and and again, okay, Johnny. You can have a, a a Barbie doll. Yeah, oh, I'm like tearing you. up thinking about it. Oh, right, having and, a Barbie doll. Yeah. And I know that I'm not trans, but like just to imagine my dad saying, "You can have a Barbie doll." I can't believe mm. you're gonna be so emotional. But just to say that, I, I hope that there are trans people out there that can read that tweet and kind of start to feel that a little bit. Yeah, and to still be angry mm-hmm. that they were hurt, and to still feel, to still feel like. That that they, they that their voices are heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though yeah. it hurt. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. it still hurts, and it's going to continue to hurt. But we have to speak out, even when it hurts, mm-hmm. and we have to expect these people that we want their minds changed. We have to expect and accept when they do. Yeah, 
Yes, and that's and hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But we have to accept it too. Mm-hmm. So we can't just keep attacking RuPaul because of what he said, because it sounds to me from this tweet that he's if, uh, that that was what he thought he knew, mm-hmm. and now he's hearing differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's, sorry, Marys. Uh, hey, you can't be afraid of emotions. This is all right, Mary. Oh, what did RuPaul say? I'm not afraid. Emotions, emotions don't, don't scare, scare me. me. No, this is a free space to be you. Um, no, I, I think that that's the hard part, right? Is uh, when somebody apologizes and you feel that it's genuine and you feel that the message has been heard. And and this is the big step. Forgiveness is, is a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot. And you have to, you know, it takes time. Years. And I, yeah, it can take, depending on the thing, it can take a long time. I mean, 25 years with my dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. There, and, and this, I think, is something where it's like, this is RuPaul. This is, you know, one person, one very important person in terms of this movement and this show and this brand and all of that. But I think about the the numbers and I think as, you know, as a gay person, I always think about the numbers because I think about like being a gay kid, you right, know, right. and it's like there's no numbers. There's nobody. There's no drag race on TV. There is, you know, there's just like the Internet porn that I, I watch, you know, on on the Internet that I can get through the American online parental controls. My parents are out of the house, you know, sure, like sure. that's all I can find, you right. know. And so like now not only is there drag race, but there is all these people out there saying it's totally okay to be who you are. Yeah. And it that's 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 totally fine. That's and totally welcome. To women too. Yeah. Right? Of course. Oh yeah. So yeah, many of our is... listeners are women that I think this movement speaks to them as well. Yeah. Because gender fucking sucks. It hurts. It's violent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean I think I, I think the the definitions and the parameters put around it are uh, are ludicrous and are ridiculous, and I think this is a movement that's going to take time. But I think if we if we look at where we are and where we were ten years ago, it's like holy fucking shit. Yeah. And I think the evolution's only going to go faster. Right. Um. And then there's always steps backwards, and presidents get elected, and you're like, how did this happen? But that's just the evol- That's just how things evolve. Um. But I think of the numbers. I think it's like okay, it really sucks that like RuPaul said that, but it's so great that then there were like ten like drag race girls who came out and were like nope nope here's what we think that and 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 i don't want to say drowned rupaul out but like outshined him well it's almost like when a hater speaks it's so important to hear lovers speak louder yeah and because that's like that's what moves things forward yeah like i mean i saw responses to this tweet through paul and people were like well thanks but i'm still mad and it's like that's fine don't tweet it though like just feel it and then when you're ready to come back and have a conversation have it but I, I think I think that's the other part of it is like if you need to feel stuff like you don't need to at RuPaul you don't need to like tag her in your comments like you don't need to be a shit about it but process it find people you can process it with process it with all right Mary who cares but like let's be the example of what we want to see let's treat people with respect I understand that I think that it's totally valid for them to at RuPaul because at the same time, like RuPaul needs to hear that they're in their feelings. Even yeah. after she apologizes, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm still mad. It's like, yep, that fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. And I will retweet you again when I'm okay also. Mm-hmm. But you need to also hear that this apology didn't mean anything to me right now because mm-hmm. I haven't processed it yet. I understand that. I, and I think it's okay to be in your feelings. So uh, I say, no matter what you have to say, yes, say it. If mm-hmm. somebody hurts you, you can come back and say how you feel about that. Yeah, but maybe not necessarily in attacking vicious way. Mm-hmm. But uh, from a lot of those comments, I didn't see anything vicious. Yeah, no, I think that that's I think character attacks and and nasty comments. It's like okay, well, you're invalid. 
Okay. Like, nope. Like, I, I think that there's one thing to feel your feelings, but, and I haven't seen this, but I think to come back with like racial slurs against RuPaul. Right. Like, it's Ridiculous. Like, it's like, nope, you're out of the conversation. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. You're not allowed. Um, because I just think like you're not contributing. Well, to. You're not helping. W- when you have a hater against you, mm-hmm. sometimes to spew back more hate is only going, you know, hate only begat hate, right? Yeah, exactly. Violence exactly. only begat violence. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like. Uh, Say how you feel Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily uh, Just point it right back Yeah Yeah I think there's a way To do it There's a conversation And then there's You know And then there's just Blasting somebody Right And you know I think as much as uh, I don't know It makes me think about Ben DeLaCreme Saying the latest episode He's like You know about Morgan He's like I'm not here to be vented at And I get that too Where it's like Feel your things But I'm not going to be A battering ram for you either Right And I understand that And I just think In the age of social media There's these gray areas Right Because you can like Feel your feelings But you can also make it A public display of disaffection You know Sure So uh, I'm glad that RuPaul apologized So that kind of frames This conversation A quote unquote apologize Well and we got Some kind of response Other than some allusion To performance enhancing drugs In the Olympics Right Which was Like (laughs) Like Stop you know what I mean? What was that tweet? Oh, RuPaul tweeted something of like, um, you can you can still take enhancing performance drugs and be an athlete, but you can't compete in the Olympics. Yeah, but Chad Michaels won All-Stars too, RuPaul. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Trinity Hiller got to the top three. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, it's, it, it's bullshit. It's like, okay, yeah. nope. Next nope. Wrong analogy Yeah Yeah I Exactly It's like I mean I, I get that it was For other kind of reasons But like Most of detox Is not detox yeah. You know what I mean Yeah Her parts are underage <laughs> Yeah So it's like <laughs> You know You're drawing these Bizarre d- Dividing lines Yeah You know And, and I don't want to Act naive Because I know The the, the framework That Ruth Blue Paul Is looking at this at it's like okay, oh, I yeah, get it. no, I get, I get it too. I, yeah. I totally get yep. what the punk rockness is of tucking your dick under and yeah. performing in drag. Yeah, like I, I we get that. We don't. We get it. We just don't agree with it. Yeah, it's well, just my we, we get it, and we also know that the conversation is different now. Yeah, that that conversation is actually you know two thousand and late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we've. Yeah, I think we've we've put a bow on this. Yeah. I I feel tears were shed. Yeah, hey, like let's cover it all. Yeah. You know, let's go to all the places. Yeah, uh, I I wonder maybe for our Marys and for us we can just uh, insert a little break here. Sure. All right, Marys. Uh, Colin and I took a little break. We said, thank God for Michelle Visage. God save the queen. Yeah. We imagined Michelle Visage calling RuPaul up and being like, bitch. Oh, it was great. You're in trouble. This is ridiculous. Drag race fan fiction. Fuck my drag. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Not her her feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ken. Oh, I love Kennedy. So so we're going to transition and... uh, <laughs> We're going to segue um, and uh, kind of uh, talk about some of the things we missed last week. So yeah. we'll find some more of the nuance that we missed in our hot take of yeah. uh, Handmaids to Kitty Girls. I'm curious. Now that you've had a chance to process it, has anything changed since your hot takes on for, on Thursday? Um, I don't think anything has changed in terms of. Um, the arguments uh, at the uh, Osage yeah, County sure, table. Sure, sure, sure. Um, August Osage County. Um, nothing really hasn't changed there. 
Um, maybe maybe Aja versus BB is an interesting discussion to have. Um, but certainly Ben versus Morgan, I'm still kind of like, ugh, that, rewatching that. Ugh, I, that scene is so affecting. I just I, there was something about it. I think because I think I really like identified with Ben like a lot in that moment. So for me, I started to identify more with Morgan because I'm like Ben, just say that you were hypocritical and she sort of did and skirted mm-hmm. around it but I'm just like yeah you the reason you sent Morgan home is because she said she would send the strongest girl home are you talking about the the larger conversation or the one-on-one later the larger conversation yeah that one no I agree because when I watched that again the I'm first just like God you sent her home yeah because... the first time I watched that I was I was so insistent on being on Ben's side like because Morgan was being so mean right so I was like nope not on your side but then when I rewatched it I was like Morgan's I get it I, I get both sides. It's Morgan's trying up. to catch the catch the lie. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like just say you're cutthroat. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna send you home because you were a threat to yeah. me. Yeah. So yes, I want like basically what what Ben did is like yeah, it was hypocritical. She they she was like I want to go by sending each week the the your your talent should get you through to the next week, and if you don't do well, you should go home, and we should stick to that as much as possible. Right. And Morgan, right off the bat, was like, nope, not doing that. If you do well and I have a chance to send you home, I'm sending you home. So Ben was like, well, that's not the game I want to play, so you're out. Right. It is hypocritical, but it's like... Totally. I, I think she really did feel like she was doing that on the on the for the benefit of the rest of the girls. Sure, which she put on herself. Which she put on herself. Yeah. She didn't need to no be Bendela Christ. Um, I also think that I have different ideas about the lip sync. <gasps> I mean, don't get me wrong, love BB, but uh, we'll get to it um, in, in in a pinch. Um, and yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think those are the things that have changed the most. Um, I also, oh, I also love drag up your life as a mm. tune more than the first one. I think almost in a way that that tune was a little bit better on mm. purpose. Yeah, the first one I've had in my head a lot. Really? Oh, God. So the drag is the one that I've had in my head. I, I, there's one part of the... Um, and I kept I keep hearing, to the cosine. I love that part. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I I love the way that Trixie sings. I love that thing. Well, I don't, I'm not a singer, so I can't do it or explain it, but that, that thing she does on cosine between the two syllables. Cosine. Yeah, what is that? It's a melisma. She's Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, <laughs> Melisma. She's giving you harmony, mama. Actually, it's it's not Well, harmony. drag's anything you want it to be. Don't tell me what charisma can do. Oh. Marisma. Marisma. Marisma, my uniqueness, Mervyn Mallon. Melisma. A melisma is when you have um, two notes on one syllable. Uh-huh. To the cosine. Oh, I so love it. two syllables on co and two on sine, or two pitches on uh, co and sine. I mean, yeah. I can hold a note. I can hold it. Too. Oh my god! You're gonna. I'm. Ki- I'm gonna kill you. Um, I'm gonna lift this table. <laughs> prostitution. Married nineteen times. What? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, you haven't listened to the Squirrel Friends yet. I, 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 I wanted to record this so that I wasn't so affected. I haven't listened to oh. Bears Repeating either, which mm-hmm. I love them. But um, I haven't listened to uh, my Drag Race podcasts. Uh, yeah, Because I listen to multiple ones, not just Bears Repeating. I listen mm-hmm. to Grizzly Kiki. Uh, and every now and then, when I have the time, I listen to some others. But um, RuPaul's Best Friend Race is mm-hmm. another one that's uh, interesting. That talk. Oh, Sissy yeah. That Talk I haven't mm-hmm. listened to yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I like about them is... 
is that uh, they don't read any tea, any Reddit stuff. All of it is just their own point of view. Oh, that's fun. And they're Canadian. Oh, you love Canadians. Love Canadians. Yes. Um, so the Squirrel Friends, first of all, first of all, possibly their best episode. Two reasons. A lot of reasons. I is mean, it better than the reenactment of Coco? This is, you know... Th- this that that was really okay. So okay, so let's let's look at it that. So I went to a friendly bar. Let's look at it and this she way. Says she has a bar. Yeah, yeah, she Amanda. she does that melisma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so melisma. Yeah. Good calling. Yeah. Okay, come on, vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when Aja, whenever What's she's proud of herself, she goes. <laughs> she always does that. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> yeah. Aja so much. So like last year's <laughs> l- last year's Oscars, Amanda was nominated for that song. This year's Oscars, she got nominated. Actually, she got this is actually a bigger win because she did two songs. Right. Tucson, um, I've she, been there. Yeah, Tucson. Yeah, she did Tucson. <laughs> yeah, um, like a phoenix rising. She did Tucson. <laughs> oh, and like a flagstaff. Flags. I stood there and watched <laughs> half mast. Anyway, um, <laughs> her performance was grand. Oh my god! Keep going, Mary. The canyon between us. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot believe how good it was. Oh, I'm going to Arizona one day, Mary. <laughs> she was in the Arizona while she was singing. Let me tell you what. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but isn't, uh, what's the capital of Arizona? It's not any of those Is places. Is it Scottsdale? Oh, my God, Scottsdale. <laughs> they wish. That's like a drag king. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Scottsdale. Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, oh, man. I now I have to look it up, Mary. <laughs> I don't remember what the capital of Arizona is. Oh my is. god, we're gonna f- we're a terrible. I think Americans. it's. I think I've named it. I've said all the major ones. Um, no, 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 no. It's uh, Tempe. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Tempe, but it's not Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Tempe, but it's not Tempe. <laughs> Sentence is out of context. The capital is Phoenix. Okay, thank God. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah she was on Drag Race. So, yeah, oh, Phoenix. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Prison, honey. Oh uh, um, yes. Anyway, I was trying to use Tempe in some, uh, you know, but oh, that's that's yeah. vegetarian. Well, she really kept the Tempe <laughs> while she was. <laughs> Um, too many tempi changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too many tempi changes. <laughs> so <laughs> Amanda really did a one-woman show because she played ten characters. All right, Amanda. All right, Amanda. She actually played eleven because she would she would sing the parts, but then she'd something. Did she do Chi Chi? Chi Chi's my favorite. Of course. Part. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and Kennedy. Blah. So so <laughs> she she would do okay, and then Trixie goes, and then she'd sing Trixie's part, and then so she was she was being the narrator and the the characters. Uh, it was. So good. Okay. It was so good. And it made me appreciate Kennedy Davenport so much more. Oh, I, they, I have thoughts on Kennedy too. They were just loving on her that she had the best song. And I was like, she did have the best song. Yeah. She did. And I also want to mention for. It's actually not a song. It's, you know, a very. 16 song. bars. I know. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, ugh, Bendel of Christ. Show queens, right? Jesus ugh, gross. Jesus gross. Thank you, five. Um, <laughs> But best supporting actress for these Oscars that I'm making up, um, Nick Kachanov as Bibi Zahara Bonet. Okay, I have to listen to that too. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a performer. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, but oh, it's I like I tricks. like tricks. I can't do it. I can't do it. And Nick does it so well. Anyway, for some reason, Marys, if you're not listening to the Squirrel Friends at this point, this is the episode to start listening. Sure, it's so good. Okay, cool. I yeah. said my piece. Good plug on the All Right Amanda. That's yeah. our All Right Amanda. All right, Amanda. Uh, that's my All Right Amanda. All right, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we should jump into this episode, just kind of uh, go through some of the things that mm-hmm. we missed. Um, I mean, the first... Oh, I brought all that up for a reason. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, just go because for I brought it. it for a reason. The reason I mentioned it is because Amanda was comparing Trixie singing to uh, uh, the guy from Rent. 
Oh yes, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp, who played Mark. Yeah, yes. she was saying it was very Mark Anthony Cohen. Rapp. I think there was somebody. It is very Mark Cohen. Yeah, yeah. and, and I uh, I do a good impression of Mark whenever I do sing-alongs of Rent, which I'm sure you're cringing right now. I'll but just. I, but uh, I always I always. Play I'm gonna go Mark. throw up in your toilet again. December twenty fourth, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's like it's very kind of. I hate hate it. I hate it. Like that's the weird part is I love what Trixie's doing. More than one dimension. Sorry. Yeah, but I hate that. That 90s Oh, you don't meme. like that. I can't stand People it. hate Rent. People really I hate, hate Rent. I've never even seen it, and I hate it. Oh, man. Because I just can't stand... It's rollerblades We can't be friends. Yeah. We can't you know. be friends. Yeah. Would you like my candle? Another day? No day but today? People have that tattooed on their arms, Mary. Yeah, people had that as their AOL like away message <laughs> when I was in college. Don't get me wrong. I get the cringiness of Rent and why... You know, it's uh, yes, you live a lie. Tell you why. It's like, oh god, god. yeah. You know, it's 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 it's, it's very Chad it's Michaels. Very that. It's very. I think it's also RuPaul hates that type of musical theater where they're like singing yes. the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I get that. I yeah. believe me. But, I'm definitely with Ru on that. But it. But as a sixth grader, the sixth grader in me, mm-hmm. um, you know, it holds one of those nostalgic I know. things. I get it. I feel the same way about Airport 77. Okay, but <laughs> you know, but I, I feel like that's not as cringy. As, no, it's not at all. I'm just saying. That was what mattered to me when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, I get it. It's of a time. It spoke to you. It, you know, I I understand. And so people hold that dear, and I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's also okay to be like, yeah, it was. You but know. that style yeah. is real. That style is like Jenko jeans to me. <laughs> it's like I get it, I get it, but not anymore. You know. Well, it's like um, uh, we're gonna uh, just a plug for our Matron episode this Thursday, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, don't tell mom the baby's just dead. Yeah, there's these pants. That the green ones, yes, the green uh-huh. ones that she wears in the toy store when yes. they're bopping around uh, on those bopping that balls. Song, the song, uh. <laughs> hey. oh, I love that song, <laughs> Some Lydian mode. Okay, yeah. Mary, <laughs> oh, is that? Um, it is? It's, I, it's either, uh, I think it's actually Mix Oladian, I think it's on the fifth, yeah. Um, but she, because <laughs> welcome to the stage, Mix Oladian, Mix Oladian. Um, so no, but yeah, she has those pants that are really tight at the waist, high waisted, mm-hmm. but then just kind of like. <laughs> Out. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like she's hiding clowns in there. It's like <laughs> what how many do you have in there? The clown car comes out. Right, it's just three monkeys standing on each other's shoulders underneath those pants. How'd you get there? Yeah, what are you doing in there? Shady ape. Yeah, shaking about her pant leg. Out of here. Good moment. Yeah, good moment. Good moment. Mary's don't tell mom the babysitter's dead we haven't recorded it yet it's gonna be after this yes it's gonna be good all right so uh this episode uh thank you for plugging the squirrel friends and of course yes. it was just so good yeah. I just no, need to Amanda's, talk about someone Amanda's an expert at those impressions mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm excited to hear um uh, Nick's impression because you you apparently say it's better than the Valentino oh th- much like uh, I think Amanda's signature is Carmen Carrera uh-huh. I think that this could be Nick's signature performance oh, of, of a of a drag queen okay yeah all yeah, right yeah um so so, uh, Thorgy versus Shangela. Yeah, um, you know, I, they, I, I feel like it was resolved. It was, yeah. like, you know, it was a hard choice to make. She made it, and Thorgy's like, you know, I just want to move forward. Shangela yeah. didn't put me in the bottom two. That to me, that's the that was the problem. That, is that Thorgy shouldn't have been in the bottom two? Yeah, and the yeah. fact that Thorgy could identify that, she's like, oh, my beef is not with Shangela, right? And it's almost as if she said that, and then she looked at the producers and she said. 
it's not Shangela. Fuck my drag. Fuck my drag. Because yeah, that's what it Shangela. was. It's not Shangela, is it? You and I both know <laughs> that Shangela didn't put me there. Yeah, exactly. So it's not her fault. Yeah. And I thought that was the most important takeaway. I do think that it was a little duplicious of Shangela to say, well, Kennedy had more to do, so it was a harder challenge for her, even though Shangela also told us that Thorgy's uh, is unweight, like she's kind of a, a flag in the wind in terms of her uh, alliance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the other part of it, right? Right. But like, she didn't mention that. But I also, I, I still think, I think that Shangela was right. As much as I, you know, would try to defend Thorgy and certainly in that performance, it's like, okay, but if all you have is this one performance, you're, you're just gonna have to do more with it, and it's gonna have to be less Stevie and more drag. Yeah. Like, that's what they're asking for here. And you know, I have to say, one of the moments I loved in this little fight is Thorgy claps, and I love how Shangela claps back. Literal clap it, back. Just, yeah, literal clap back. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, yes, call that fucking stupid clap out. Yep, yep. Let yeah. her talk, Thorgy. Yeah, that was uh, a very unproductive conversation, and Shangela was handling it very well. Oh, I thought so too. Talk about an adult in the room. Yeah. And I think if we watch season three, we would say she's not an adult in the room. So this is kind of cool. Right, and she even recognizes that. Yeah. You know, season three, uh, Shangela would, you know. Right, throw a drink at her or whatever. Yeah. But like, Shangela I would have season, liked to see that too. Sure. She would have thrown Aja at her. Right, right, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ayo, sis. Ayo, sis. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Shook. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then there was Ben versus Morgan, which we kind of talked about this yeah. too. You mm-hmm. know, Ben should have come clean. Um, and I also liked how Morgan not only exposed the hypocrisy, but also that Dalo is afraid of what the fans will think, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting as we'll relate it to later yeah. with uh, with when Ben eliminated herself. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, well, were you worried about what fans were going to think of you by who you eliminated? You can't please everybody, right? Mary, right. right. And do I think that Ben I think that it you have to be thinking about what fans are thinking you you can't be naive and I mean even if you are I mean you know you're you're not you're not going to have the same treatment Jasmine Masters did Ben de, ben de la Creme right but someone was threatening to throw acid in Morgan's face because of the rumors the 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 yeah. lukewarm tea Ridiculous. that she was going to send Ben home it's yeah. like ugh <sighs> Unbelievable. Put a straw in that acid, you know? Yeah. So there's other other fights to fight, right? Yeah. Like RuPaul's, you know, interview yeah. rather than, you know, something that might not have happened. Right. Or these reality stars acting like reality stars. Right. You know? And it already happened a fucking year ago. <laughs> God. Like, people. Wake um, up, six. Wake up, six. Wake up, sis. Um, Ayo, sis. Ayo, sis. So, Speaking of Ayo, sis, mm-hmm. Aja versus BB. Yeah. Um, BB should have said Aja helped me. She just should have done it. And she's right in that it wouldn't have changed anything. Nope. She was right about that too. But yep. BB should have said Aja helped me. And I, I I do think that we were all waiting, or those queens and us were waiting for BB to be like, sorry, Aja. Yeah. I yeah. You know what? I should have. If it it wasn't gonna help, it probably it wasn't doesn't gonna take hurt much either. pride. And Thorgy was right. It doesn't take much pride to say Aja helped me. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. But instead, BB's like I accept the compliment. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's just like, no, 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 honey. And that was... That, uh, we see right through that. It was very clear that BB too much was pride. just not... You know, so much pride. She just didn't want to be wrong. And I and, and I get... Especially, I think, the way BB probably regards herself versus Aja, who I think she sees as very ambitious and very energetic, but not 
there yet. You can tell in the way she talks. You're like, well, oh, Aja's, she's really scrappy. You know, you say right. that about someone who's who's trying to keep up, but they're putting in a good effort. Yeah. Aja's not trying to keep up. No, she's there. Not for nothing. Yeah, she's yeah. there. She could have come back this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that... Um, I'll be curious to see who BB brings back. Yeah, that who she... Oh, who she would have brought who she back. would have brought back yeah. certainly. Um, that might cause some drama. Yeah. Speaking of in terms of bringing queens back, you know, a big thing that changed for me was I I couldn't understand why Ben brought back Morgan and not Aja. To me, I was like, Morgan's been gone for weeks. Aja was just out. Why wouldn't you bring her back in? Like, it it's not it doesn't make sense in a TV show well, for Aja to come. Well, back. while I still want Aja to be the queen to have br- be brought back, let's mm-hmm. make that fucking clear. Um, I appreciate Ben's decision to bring Morgan back for. Uh, uh, Lots of reasons, right? Yeah. Not only is she a season two queen, Mm -hmm. but also she does a lot for the Drag Race girls community. Mm -hmm. And she's the one, she sent her home. Well, there's all of that. And there's also, I mean, there's all these, you know, Ben in the interviews after that elimination, I mean, my perception of Ben, like I'm so, as as the person, and I want to talk about that in a second, um, but who I'm seeing, I'm like so impressed with. And so I admire the way that he's talking about this because People are reading Ben for just like arrogance. You know, and I've seen a lot of support and I think I've seen some arrogance, you know, some readings that he's being arrogant as well. I'm on the side of like Ben was like, nope, not up for this riggery. I'll I'll come and I'll play your game. But as soon as you want me to start fucking people over, I'm done. Right. And that to me, I really respect. And and uh, additionally, um, you know, what she said is the reason she brought back Morgan. She's like, you know, the crown's important. But this is a platform yeah. for these queens to right. show who they are. Right. And so as much. Aja did a lot. Uh, yeah. And, and she got to show so much. Morgan didn't get to show that much of herself. Sure. So this just puts her on TV for another week. Yep. And it's the same reason why she didn't eliminate any of the, the remaining queens. Right. Because they all wanted to be on the platform. Morgan needed more time on the platform. Yeah. Morgan's not going to win. Ben right. knows that. Yeah. Ben probably knew that it was going to be Shangela or Trixie for a while, even though she was doing so well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that informed her decision, but I think. Ben is a really smart cookie. And when you see like her Whatcha Packin, uh, in particular in some of her interviews um, after the show, it's like Ben knew exactly what she was doing. Okay. And um, was not willing to play along with the riggery right. of the, the producer story. And I think that that's pretty fucking awesome mm-hmm. because it's like, I, I just, I think that, I think that it would have been great if she won, but I think it's even better that she one on her own terms. Yes, I agree with that. And I'll talk about that. Maybe I won't talk about it later, but I, I, I'll say this again because I said this during the hot take, but I hope this doesn't put an asterisk name, uh, asterisk next to the name of the winner. Yeah, certainly. Right. Um, yeah, I hope not. I mean, I guess what, what I always think about in comparison, ben, uh, is, in, and you in, can in tell a, me is that you watch Survivor and yeah. a lot of times someone who wins coasted the whole season. So to me, who does, someone who doesn't watch that, I'm more familiar with Project Runway or with uh, Drag Race. Where it's, it's like, less about them winning and more about the people that were at the end during the the, the deliberation, the, the jury. Mm-hmm. They casted votes so that another person didn't win. Mm-hmm. Sure, but isn't there that sense? Like there was that one season we I watched, the Nicaragua one. Yeah, and at the end, it was this guy who was like, oh. Who? Oh, okay. Like, I, because someone who's not initiated into that, I was like, oh, it's going to be Benry. It's going to be uh, that that girl who got yeah. eliminated. It's going to be because they're doing the best. Right. And it was like the guy who kind of just I thought was like, oh, he's riffraff. Yeah. 
but isn't there that sense when someone like him wins where it's just like do you just have a different frame of reference about it or is it like kind of disappointing it is kind of disappointing yes yeah yes but uh there are people that do root for that person Mm -hmm. and there are people that respect their game for finding how they did play the game Mm -hmm. riding somebody's coattails is a way to play survivor but it's often not respected the only time that that coattail rider wins is when the person that whose tails that they were riding were so vicious and backstabbing and fake that the jury is emotional when they're voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, we don't want you to get the million dollars. Yeah. Fuck you. This person's gonna the satisfaction it. is not letting the 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 quote unquote villain win. Yes. More so than oh that person won. Yes. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And the other thing that goes into it is that oftentimes the top three. A survivor will award them a second slash third place money prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think Big Brother does that. I, you know, uh, tangent. Celebrity Big Brother ended. Ross Matthews came in second place, and people voted for the woman because I they got her name, uh, Marissa Jarrett Winokur, because they just didn't want to vote they for Ross. Vote for Ro- Ross um, yeah. <clears throat> but he won uh, household favorite. Yeah, and like America's vote, fan favorite, fan favorite. Um, so okay, fan favorite, right? But it, it, that was an interesting. That's a whole other interesting situation because it was really Ross Matthews just being completely himself, and I think really testing like how is the unwashed public going to respond to this? Sure. So to to get second place and to get fan favorite on a CBS show. Oh, being CBS. Ross yeah. Matthews. Yeah. Talk about so proud to see it. Right. But anyway, that's a tangent. Um, okay. So we kind of talked about the Aja versus BB. Mm-hmm. Milk versus Kennedy. I think we're still in this, right? Like Milk just doesn't get it. Um, Milk says out of nowhere, oh, well, you wanted to save your friend. And like that's not what Kennedy said at all. It's like yeah. you were terrible mm-hmm. and you insulted me and you mm. said you would send me home. So of course I'm going to send you home. Yeah. Um, the thing that I wrote in caps here is that conflict is not abuse. And I feel like Milk, when she hears that, you know, she has a big ego or that she is arrogant or that she's facing this conflict with Kennedy, she automatically goes to this victim place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when there's conflict, you can't just take it as abuse. You have to also look at yourself and don't just assume you're the victim. So when later in the episode, when Milk kind of has her own resolution of like, am I an asshole? You know, and I guess VJ Stalker Channing was like, the whole bar said yes. I think a lot of bars probably said yes. Um, but at the end of the episode, towards the end of the episode, Milk's like, you know, I think I should start looking inward and yeah. start figuring out why people think about this or yeah. think me of this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, rewatching it, my feelings on me. Milk didn't really change. No. I'm, I'm, no. She's, she has some work to do. Yeah. It's, it's interesting kind of the evolution of how I felt about Milk when I kind of first, you know, met her on season six and when we did our recap of season six and kind of like my impression of her now is like now it's a queen or I'm like, mm, I'm not even like I'm now in the same way that people think Milk's a great drag queen because she's a hot guy. Right. I kind of it, I'm having the inverse experience where I'm less excited by her drag because I don't like the performer as much anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, which is that'll fade. I'll get over it. It's just like I'm. I'm I'm very soured by it, and I think that like what I've taken away because the last the hot takes I kind of like went off on her, but I feel like my digested point of view on milk is like I just feel very alienated by milk, and I think feeling connected is really important with Drag Race and yeah, fans. And it made me understand Kennedy's point of view, where it's like actually I saw you as the in crowd, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get in. Yeah, so I rejected you. I shut down. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I think that and that's and and Kenny even says like maybe that's a fault of mine, mm-hmm. and it is it, it perhaps is a fault of ours to mm-hmm. be like oh milk fuck you you know because yeah. we have to also be like okay you're arrogant for a reason mm-hmm. you're doing this for a reason maybe we should have a conversation about it yeah yeah I hear you and then there's that part of me that's like. Or do I even want to? Yeah. Am I just like maybe? Maybe you're not my cup of tea, yeah. and that's fine. And that's fine. Conflict is not abuse, mm-hmm. right? Because like the other part of it is like rewatching Milk's performance in the in the song. I never want to watch that again. And it's not oh. even the copious fart joke. It's just like <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Milk is hitting all the same nerves to me as like Dave Matthews Band. And, oh wow! And like like it's now rollerblading, transitional lenses. Blues Traveler, Milk in this performance. <laughs> it's it's like the I was I was Facebook messaging with Sister Mary Jonathan, uh, Cece Desist. Oh, love him uh, today. Yeah, we were and we were chit chatting about an Milk. Original Mary. Yeah, an original. Yeah, like really like way back when Mary. Yeah. When we didn't even have Twitter. Um, <laughs> there's those OGs are like I'll email you whatever. Yeah. Weirdos, I'll email you. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I'll email you my thoughts. You freaks. You freaks. I don't know what's going on. Um, they, they took the risk, you know? Yeah. The Ricky Z and Shane and Jonathan, uh, they took the risk. The um, God bless them. Yeah, uh, Sister Mary Maya. Sister Mary yeah. Maya took the uh, risk. Uh, I, th- I think uh, I think even Sister Mary Claire was a, was a pre-Twitter. Yeah. Uh, lot, and there's more. We know. Um, uh, Sister Mary Aaron. Anyway, on and on. Uh Anyway, we were Facebook messaging today. We were talking about Milk, and I was saying how like I just couldn't stand her performance. And I, I think it's a lot of things. Some of them are my own neuroses. So they won't make sense if I try to explain it. I think what does make sense is I do not like intentional wackiness. Oh. I find it to be... It's too performative? It's too performative. It's too... Oh, my God. Look at me. It's right. too... Um, it's too self-indulgent. Okay. It thinks it's funnier than it is mm-hmm. because it's kind of um, like, okay, here's a good comparison. I think that Katya is very thoughtful about her wackiness. Okay. There's a lot of intention behind what she's saying. Whereas I think that, I don't think that milk is unintentional, but it feels to me kind of like when a kid is like in the living room and like, oh my God, watch me do the stance. And uh-huh. they're just like being wacky because they want you to laugh at them. I see. And they think they're so great. But isn't that what a clown does or an insecure person does? I mean, we also have to like recognize that Milk's trying to access perhaps something that... This isn't that, reading to me. I, I, I'm just not getting that read. I'm just not going to that like poor little gay boy trying okay. to get love. I, right. I go to that place with so many of these Because Milk does amazing things outside of drag, right, yeah, as, this as is, a queer person. This is just about her performance in this song. Yeah, no, I get I it. I didn't like okay. the outfit, the stacks. I was like, oh, I never want to see those shoes again. <laughs> oh, I just man. don't know what it was. That dance drove me nuts. Okay. Um, I like the teeth. I Like that whole thing of like, oh, it, it's after the fart joke because there's that little like breakdown that she does. Oh, right. I can't stand that. So anyway, I just had to say that. I just can't stand it. Uh, well, just to kind of circle back, uh, Conflict is Not uh, is not Abuse is actually a book that I recommend to all of our Marys. Um, it's by Sarah Shulman. Um, it's kind of a controversial book because mm-hmm. um, it's basically um, the, the, the subtitle is Overstating Harm, Community Responsibility, and the Duty of Repair. And it's basically how to if you're in a state of victimhood how to overcome that and Mm -hmm. how to have conversations with those that perhaps you feel are victimizing you Mm -hmm. uh but i i think it it's a good book for intimate relationships as well as kind of like bigger uh, conversations and i think milk is someone who can uh 
you know, besides just like being wacky for wacky's sake, I right. think sometimes Milk is um, stuck in her own head and thinking one thing about her. And when anybody comes at her, she's like, oh, no, you're being mean to me. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. It's like, well, OK, you have to you have to like listen to yourself and listen right. to others. Right. And it's it's so interesting to me that Milk would. I mean, that she would kind of, I don't know, have this sense of resistance about seeing herself. I just feel like Milk has a lot, it must have had a lot of experience in people resisting her drag. Right, yeah. That it's like you would be fluent in how to hear that. And Milk has responded to that those critiques. You yeah. know what I mean? And I get like, it's different to respond to critiques in your drag and critiques of like who you are. Right. I get but for that. her to be so obtuse about Kennedy, it's like. For uh, her to be so obtuse about one thing Kennedy's and so able to respond to another, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so moving on. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> I wrote down, hey, do you like fun? Fun's fine. It reminded me of like an OkCupid profile. Where's that from? Oh, so they're um, the the. The all-star queens are talking. Oh, is that when Ben's and they're like, "Oh, we should be." Or Shangela's like, "We should be the fun group. We're just, oh, we're about fun, and right? Because we're having fun, right?" <laughs> and she like rubs Ben's back. Right. Oh, that moment, Shangela. Yeah, like the camp counselor I yeah. need every day. Well, and and Shangela also is a camp counselor later, mm-hmm. as as a connective tissue between her and Morgan when she oh she yes. encourages Ben to have that conversation. Yeah, and she's like, "You just got to get it out of there." Give Shangela the crown. I'm done. Give her the crown. She's 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 just it doesn't even it doesn't even matter to me what she does the rest of the season. I just think Shangela is all stars material regardless of this of this whole season. You know what I mean? All right. She's just an all star queen. All right. And I just and I think part of that is what cements it for me is not the death drops and the hallelujahs and the looks and all that is like she is so charismatic. She is so she has so much star power, right? Um, and she's oh, yeah. as a narrator, she's such a good. Also, she's such a good voice. She's such a good, like the way that Katya people connected with her. She was so relatable. Yeah, I feel like Shangela is like she's funny and she's crazy and she's extroverted, but she's also like has a heart and is like paying attention. And that's new. Well, this, she's she's like a Katya in the sense that she's a fan watching the show mm-hmm. while also competing on it. Right, but she feels present. You know, like I. I Sometimes these queens can just feel like they're just performing their talking heads. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Shangela, man. Well, you know, I want to just say they called Ben the Recycle Kitty, but really it was Shangela's the Recycle Kitty because we saw Shangela's disco dress hanging on the walls in the recording studio. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hong Kong, is the movie over yet? <laughs> I'm just here in the parking lot. <laughs> no, but you do. It's I know. I, what you I, mean. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> oh, we 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 also um, learn. I we didn't learn the names of the other two people in the recording studio. Oh, they're not Fern and Todd, is it's it? It's Freddie Scott. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It's Freddie Scott and Leland. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to mention that Milk says that. Oh, well, I had the most memorable rap on Oh No, She Better Don't, or in my on my season, and I wrote down some of the other memorable lines. I was gonna say one word. My name's Jocelyn and I'm the fox. Yes. <laughs> go on. Right. That's the first one I wrote. Thank and then you. I wrote, go ho- home, go home, hoes, wear my drag race crown. And then I wrote, check it. Now take a second to see how this goes. Rhinestones, big hair gowns to the flow. Colin's cringing into a No, bottle. but there's that part. Do you know that part? The <laughs> TKB. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can do that part. Yeah, yeah. And then there's big girl walking down this dirty street, right? We remember that. that too. I remember when she stumbled into the garbage can. Right. And then uh, sassy ass mouth, right? Uh huh. And then I remember if you're looking for a dude or in a preggers mood. 
Yeah. And that's the last thing, you know, right. I remember. And then I'm just like, wait, where's Joslyn? What did she? <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, there she is. My name's Joslyn. I'm, I'm the, the fox. Oh, <laughs> oh. It is the most under-celebrated <laughs> moment on Drag Race. Nobody is giving it the credit. That's right. Do. That's right. It's great. It was great. She looked great. Too. She looked great. Um, yeah. So uh, this is also where we get "Bitch, I'm a performer," which I don't. Bitch, think I'm a performer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pussy bitch, right? I won't be able to do it. No. Except I can do the. Oh, c'est bon. Oh, c'est bon. It's that bon. It's it's say it's the bon that's so satisfying. Bon, There's like a G bon. in there somewhere that I just like want to find and hit. Well, it's that French. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, the French nasal. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Bon, Yo, bon. is there a name for that? There's like there are there are there's three different uh, types of nasality ends in mm -hmm. French in the French language. It's actually based on the vowel. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the sentence that you say is un. Uh, sorry, I'm, it's un blanc vin. So like uh, a white wine, right? Uh -huh. Un blanc and then vin. So it all depends on the vowel and mm -hmm. then how the nasal comes out and where it is. That just reminds me of in Home Alone when the father's on the phone when they're in the hotel and he's like trying to speak French. <laughs> Parlez anglais. Yeah, on, it's anglais. Yeah, it's anglais. And he like stumbles on it. <laughs> oh, God, that's so indelible to me. Um, oh, I'm learning so much about how to make sounds and the names for the sounds that you make. C'est bon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so she's a child. She's Sorry. A child. <laughs> um, so we also, oh, we, we've already talked about Trixie versus Adam Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think I think we got this tweeted at us, but I, it also came to me when I was rewatching the episode. But when Trixie says that's all stars, it's very oh, showbiz. That showbiz, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and this is when we see later on we see Shangela encouraging Ben to talk to Morgan, mm -hmm. and I just wrote, "Wow." Uh, yeah. I mean, it was so beautiful how he's like, you know, yeah, this is, that this, she might, you know, really help. She's like, "This is who I know her to I be, know really be." Yeah, you might want to just try, right? And That's, it was amazing. Oh, that conversation was so good, and I was so relieved when Morgan gave in because she still had the power, right? Like she yeah. knew that Ben was like trembling before the Wizard of Oz, and she's right. like. I'm just a man behind the curtain. Yeah. It's fine. I get it. And yeah. it was, oh, I, I love that scene. I will watch this episode again partially for that scene. Right. It's, it's, it's a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. When Ben's like, oh, you know, I, I still feel really bad. She's like, don't. Yeah. Don't feel bad. And it could have been her being like, we don't have to say anything. Go yeah. away. Yeah. And I think that it was at first. And then Morgan was like, okay. oh, right. Okay. You're All right. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. And this is really hard for you. And so there's value in you doing this right, right now. Right. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. yeah. And I think Morgan also saw an opportunity to be like, Oh, I'm not the bitch from season two all the time. Right, right. Yeah. Even though, man. And I, at the end of the episode, oh, I hate emotion. Right. You know, one thing I'm excited to see about Morgan coming back is like, I, I'm dying to see more of this niceness. Yeah. This kind of mother hen of Morgan instead of this uh, yeah. like real bitch. Oh, I like it so much more. Yeah. yeah I think someone tweeted that she, so looked, much she looked like the, the so much, I like it so much Morgan. She <laughs> looked like the little boy from like Toy Story 2 or something oh. when she was doing her makeup. I don't, I've never seen it, <laughs> but guess he's like evil. I don't know. Oh, Sid. Yeah, she let that. Someone That's was like Toy Story one, or like the little boy with the toys. Shrek. I don't know. <laughs> Which one has the fish in it? <laughs> oh my God! Well, that's Toy Story. Well, that's uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> I know, I know. I, that, <laughs> with Oscar winner as Allison Janney. With Oscar winner, oh, Allison Janney is so funny in that movie yeah, as the is. starfish. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and this is my sister Flo. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and the end when they're in the bag and they're like floating in the water and they're like. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, oh, that's a, you know. I, did you ever see Finding Dory? Of course. Is it great? Yes. Okay. All right. It celebrates um, people with disabilities. Okay. It celebrates all that is different. It oh. celebrates when you uh, don't. It celebrates more about Nemo's lucky fin. Mm-hmm. And you meet other characters that have quote unquote lucky fins. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite characters in it is the uh, the shark, mm-hmm. uh, the whale shark that is nearsighted, mm-hmm. and so she keeps bumping into walls. Oh, who does her voice? Uh, I forget. Um, but she is uh, so sweet, and she's a good friend. Oh, a good Judy. And she, and she knew Dory way back when, and that and she taught her how to speak whale. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I'm into that. All right, I'll have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I highly recommend it. Um, if anything, for the sea lions mm-hmm. that take care of uh, a special sea lion. Ooh, yeah. a sea lion woman? I'm into that. No, no, he's male. I but. know, it's a Nina Simone joke. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, sea lion woman. Yeah. yeah. Sea lion woman. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Melisma over here doesn't know a Nina Simone <laughs> reference. Jesus Christ. Um, her name is Destiny in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and she's voiced by Caitlin Olsen. Do you know oh, Caitlin oh, I think she was on It's Always, Always Sunny, Sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. People love her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. She was also, um, she played a bidding auction woman in Coyote Ugly. Uh, <laughs> spray water at her. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. We serve water in the <laughs> No. Hell no. H2O. Wear your tie on your head. You're crazy. It's 1996. <laughs> Jersey, Jersey. That's the fire marshal. <laughs> God, that movie, that movie, I won't even ever watch Why? again. Tyra no, I've, wa- is in I've that watched movie. it. Nope. Nope. Can't fight the moonlight, Mary. You got to watch I it. I hate that song. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate that song so oh, much. You're, you're terrible, Muriel. Yeah, I hate that movie almost as. No, that. That to me makes me think of, and you're gonna. That makes me think of Serious Moonlight. Oh no, I hate you. Done? That. You're I, done. I'm great. Done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I've shut Shady down. Shady Pines, like Ma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, Marys. That's such an inside joke, but it's it's the name of this movie. Uh, I'll just summarize. All right, it. go for it's it. It's the name of this movie that neither what makes Johnny cringe. Neither of us have seen it. Have you seen it? No, no, we've never seen it. But we, Johnny knows that I know. This, a certain way of saying the title of this movie that is painfully uncomfortable and cringy. It's like it's like rollerblades to the power of ten to the cosine for Johnny, and I know it, and he knows I know it. So I'm like, yeah, some serious moonlight, and and it's You're like not sh- saying it the it, right way that when you say it like well, because I don't. Uh, you, no, I don't want you to. You want to do? It. I'm trying to spare you, but it's like shaking a, a Hawaiian punch can full of coins at a dog. It just like scares him off. That's exactly. It's like ASMR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't watch ASMR. It's someone videos. eating a pickle into a microphone yeah, for Johnny. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That video that you haven't seen the pickle one. No, I haven't. Oh, it's so funny. No, no. no. You I, just, uh, the only thing I've seen of I guess her name is Candy Kane, right, or something like that. Uh, maybe that might be the. Oh, uh, sh- who does the ASMR videos? Anyway, the only thing I I remember seeing I was in L. A. when this happened, but my friend just like put it. He's like, oh, you have to see this. You have to yeah. see this. He put it on, and all I heard was. Uh, just the whispering and I immediately was like ah! all the alarms I, I literally went off. like left the room covered my ears yeah and I'm not the only one that has had extreme reactions to it mm-hmm. um, and I understand that it heals people and that it helps others and yeah. I think that's great I'm so happy to exist yeah but uh, I I just can't have I, I no 
No. Yeah. So it's very much like Serious Moonlight and yeah. thinking about how people might s- or how Meg Ryan might say Serious Moonlight in the movie. I mean, that's <laughs> I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Um, I do want to add that I am not a big ASMR person, but my friend recommended I listen to one. It's just like Southern ASMR sounds or something. <clears throat> and this woman will just like walk through a store and just like talk about things that she's looking at. I fell asleep. Does she whisper? Yeah, I felt she talks quietly into like okay. her phone mic. I fell asleep one night to a half hour of this walking woman walking around a family general talking about the stuff she was looking at. Wow. It was I was it was amazing and I it helps people. When and I'm usually not into ASMR, I was out. Cool. I was gone. Good for you. There is nothing more calming than like discount products. I hope you thanked that YouTuber. I might. I yeah. might. I, I subscribe. Um I want to talk about um Morgan Scarfgate. Uh, that oh. one of our Marys uh, yeah. let us know about. I, I caught it. So Morgan's, Morgan like takes, she has a reveal, mm-hmm. right? I guess it's her, not her scarf, but her, her, uh, top, her yeah. top. Yeah. And uh, she like throws it onto the runway mm-hmm. and all the girls in that song are dancing and kind of stepping over it mm-hmm. and then sitting at, on a secret. Yeah. And at one point uh, later in the song, Thorgy kicks it. But before that, Aja does a jump split and the scarf had already been moved. And then oh. the next shot, the scarf reappears underneath her feet. So oh. so this Mary pointed out that, oh, there must have been a retake. Yeah, so when I read that, I was trying to figure out <clears throat> if this was because Morgan took off her top and her pants. Right. And I was trying to figure out if, and I, I couldn't rewatch it because I was at work, but I was like, was it because of that? But, no. But I'm It was hearing, a retake. Yeah. It moves. It wouldn't surprise me if they just did those songs more than once. Yeah. Because it's like. And they edited in. The best parts. The, the, the best her, yeah. of her doing a split. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot of like multiple yeah, takes. Yeah, it's a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that is a, that's a good catch. And our slew. Listeners, Sleuth, we love it. Our Marys, yeah. our Nancy Drews. Yes, yeah. Please welcome to the stage, Nancy Drew. Nancy Drews. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so I found that. I mean, Chi-Chi's vocal is so great. Yeah. In sitting on a secret, um. But in in looking back, Aja Slade. Oh. And Rue has like the sex mouth during Aja. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And Thorgy was funny and it was varied. Milk was. I'm you not joking, kid. Yeah. Uh, and Morgan wasn't very strong. And so looking no. back, I understand why All Stars won, even though I still, I just love Chi-Chi and Aja so much. Yeah, I mean, Aja was amazing. And I, Morgan was, I would say, was probably the weakest for me. Yeah. Um, oh, more than Milk? As, I mean, Milk, I didn't like it, but I thought her, if I was going like, to objectively judge her performance, it uh-huh. was good. I yeah. think that she, she was, it was fine. Um, I just, it just, I just had like an ASMR reaction to it. I just right. ran out of the room screaming. Right. Um, but <laughs> but technically Morgan's was weak. And so, yeah, like I, I get it. And I think in comparison, when we look at the returning queens, I mean, Trixie was, I think she was great. She sounded good. It wasn't, I think the character wasn't totally realized. She should have just gone with geek. I think the yeah. nympho part was right. unnecessary. Um, I loved Kennedy's vocal and I thought she was, she was jumping. She was splitting. She was yeah. everything for Her me. Her big old yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The squirrel friends were like going off about how great that was. And I was like, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, oh. And Ben's vocal and rap lyrics we're like good advice. Oh yeah, Ben. Ben also giving a little bit of uh, rent, kind of uh, I mean, melismas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that. <clears throat> but I um 
I appreciate it because it was different and much like Ben has done in all these challenges, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm paying attention. Yeah. There's some there's a there's a presence that he brings to lyrics that I don't typically listen to other people's lyrics, but I always listen to his. And it was a strong, risky choice. Yep. To be yeah. kind of like goth. Yeah, but as soon as he started, I was like, oh God, this is working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it really did. It worked perfectly. Yeah. It was very Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. A little bit of the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of the yeah, craft. Exactly. Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, Shangela. She looked great. Yeah. And I think I missed that when I watched it in the hot take, but mm-hmm. looking back, I mean, she looked great. Really yeah. good. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I just uh, she. I think she had a very short verse, much like uh, BB's rap was actually shorter, and there weren't any lyrics. So Amanda, because Nick brought this up, she said she counted all of them. All of them are sixteen bars. Wow. But I think she said that some of them felt longer. I think she said Morgan's felt longer because she, um, out of my league, double timed it. Oh, meaning the the beats were. Uh-huh. Oh, I see what you. Yeah, mean. yeah. So that's why BB's or um. Uh, Shangela's felt so short. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Shangela's, you know, watching it again, it, it, I saw kind of the critiques that she kind of played it down yeah. and I didn't mind it either um, because she had great vocals and she has already a such great stage presence that there's moments where it does feel like she's the Beyonce and they were all just kind of setting her up. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't notice <clears throat> that at all. Yeah. I, I, but it's, I think it could have been bigger, I think, to emphasize that. But I think that. Shangela just has that stage presence naturally uh-huh. um, that she doesn't have if she try if she gives more yeah you get a lot more and you know as much as BB didn't have any kind of lyrics uh, it just goes back to make it funny yeah well it was, she stole it because it was funny yeah it was a very defined character yeah it was it was fun just because it wasn't all in English I mean yeah. who fucking cares, right, who cares? I, that didn't yeah. this, that didn't bother I loved me BB. yeah because yeah. it was fun it was a it was fully realized in like Okay, you're Jungle Kitty. Like, okay, you're that. You yeah. know, there is a part of me that maybe wants to see some other shades of what BB, what her drag is. Fifty Shades of BB. Fifty Shades of BB. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some other ones. Um, just I think we've gotten a lot of this jungle. She calls it Savage Beauty. That's what she's called it. Yeah, that's right. her term for it. Um, that's her choice. Uh, I just would love to see some others. I know we saw that sort of geisha runway. Um, and oh, there was right. that kind of like Devil Wears Prada look the first episode, but I think, you know, next week is an acting challenge. She doesn't get to choose her character. Um, oh. so I'm really keen to see like how she transforms into somebody else. Okay. Assuming they don't like have like, here's this African character, right, right, you know, exactly. and she's wearing a dashiki, you know? Yeah. yeah. What's the theme? It's uh, uh, it's a it's like a an acting like my best friend's girl's oh, wedding right. trip. Oh right, and they quote Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot of like um, female um, rom com, female buddy comedy kind of it's movies. It's our challenge. Mm. Um, so I don't have much to say about the critiques. Yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah, uh, I I really appreciated Adam Lambert kind of serving George Michael meets Boy George. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he's also still kind of around. Yeah, because yeah. he was also groundbreaking in a sense. Cause yeah, he, even though he didn't get to come out on American Idol, he certainly came out on American Idol. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? and he's just been doing one thing, and and yeah, I think he's uh, yeah, it's great to see him connected to Drag Race. I'd love to see him come back. I think he seems like a natural fit. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. To yeah. Me. And they love him. Yeah. Michelle and he's and, and he's great with the queens. Room. Like yeah. he gave really good feedback. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> so you wanna get to that lip sync? Is that Yeah, I Because you so. have different opinion I don't know. I, I, I do wanna just say I love RuPaul's mommy dearest realness when she's like Emma. Oh, that whole it's thing. Filthy. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at the dirt. Yeah. And then she goes, 
bring back my dirty girls. Yeah. And then she goes, Emma! Like, yeah. Christopher, Christina, yeah. damn it. It was so good. And it was so the perfect example of that. Like, to me, RuPaul, she's, when, she's summoning. She's always summoning this character. Well, this Faye Dunaway is Joan Crawford. That's right. who Mama Ru is right. uh, kind of emblematic of. Right. Now, the lip sync. So, I still think BB, for me, like... It, uh, that is that is the performance for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do want to address uh, do addressed. Address. I want to address the wig reveal mm-hmm. and how it pissed off RuPaul apparently and many drag fans. Um, never take off your wig. Even Aja says it like, "Don't yeah. take off your wig unless you got a gag." Yeah. Um, and I think it shows BB's old schoolness. I mean, yeah. it was like it was almost like BB's like, "Oh, work for Chanel." It worked for her in season one. Yeah. When she took when off. she took it off. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was all just about ripping that wig off of her head. Do you think, I mean, because for me, for me, Ben had to win that lip sync yeah. from a producer standpoint. Yeah. Because if BB got to choose, Ben, I don't know if Ben would have like elected to go home. Right. But like the gag wouldn't have worked. Ben's... Uh, Way of going home wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't. It it, it just would have been anticlimactic. Yeah, and so they had to pick Ben. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they picked that wig reveal as just like, oh, thank God she did that. We can we can pin that on her. No pun intended, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> as a way of like, oh, that's why she didn't win. Yeah. And this isn't that Ben. Ben did great in the lip sync. Sure. I mean, she. It, okay. t- it really felt like a swan song to me that she was really giving it her all. Uh, and I I. Nobody's supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally. And I, I, uh, I appreciated her kind of knowing that she might be going home, and this was like the last we're gonna see of her. Right. Um, <clears throat> also, like ironically, there's an infamous quote from season six, six untucked of Ben saying, "I'm not going home." And so it's like, <laughs> right, right. I hope one of like the Lee Dawson root caps or whatever. I hope <laughs> I'm waiting. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, you know, I, I hear you. I think that it's very old school of BB. I think that they had to know, Ben has talked about interviews that when he was redoing the lipstick with his own name on it, and he said in the room there was just the director, the cameraman, and maybe like some hidden producers. Okay. And that while he was doing it, like he looked at the director and the director just kind of was like, just kind of did like the blown mind gesture. Right. Like, okay. But like, there is no way on God's green earth that they didn't then go tell RuPaul, hey, heads up. Right. RuPaul would not let them pull that stunt on her no. and slap her in the face with no. that. You know, like they just she did that. That's just not going to happen, and it's irresponsible no. from a production level. No. So she pretends to be shocked. Yep. She doesn't know how to take mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. No, but she, yeah, of course she knew. Um, she also quotes the Bible: "So it shall be written, so it shall be done. So it is written, so it shall be done." Yeah. Uh, which on earth as it is in heaven. Oh my God. That <laughs> Lord's prayer is just programmed well, it's, in. It's when Ramses dismisses Moses, right? Who returned to Egypt, right? Oh, that's some old Testament, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. from that movie. Yeah. Um, with Yul Brenner, you know, that movie, the 10, 10 commandments? commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it from like the Bible? <laughs> like, yeah, it's from that movie. It's a quote from that movie. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so they... you're making it sound like it wasn't actually like a Bible quote. Oh. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's a quote from this movie from the sixties. <laughs> The 50s? Um, oh, I didn't know it was that old. Sorry. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Fuck my drag. Fuck my drag. Um, yeah, I mean, well, obviously Charlton, Charlton Heston is in it. Mm. I think a you know, gay icon in his own right. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, he wasn't in Spartacus. That was like Kirk Douglas. Yeah. And, no, yeah. Charlton Heston was in um, Planet of the Apes. Oh, of course. And you see 
everything. Do you? Mm-hmm. Everything? everything? Even his rifle? You see the gun. The gun, the, the gun, gun, the gun, the Gia gun, the, gun, the, the boom, g- boom oh, gun. I'm proud of your musical theater reference. Yeah, the, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so yes, they both, so yes, they both, so yes, they both. <laughs> reach for All right, enough already. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, so those were my thoughts on, on the lip sync. I, st- I still remain that BB was great, but oh. there was no way that BB was going to win. I, you know, I, I'm with you 110%. I agree. She was not going to win amazing performance. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Some people compared her to like Charlie well, Hyde. And they were standing there. Yeah, I understand. And I was just like. But there was a lot of face. Put your glasses and it was, on. Yeah, it Destiny, was a, it was, it was, look closer. It was a risk. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. It was a risky decision, right, to stand there during such a dancey song. Yeah. But like. Yeah. It was a decision. It was a decision. And I just. I loved it from the sense of like, yes, it's a dancey song, but the the message of the song is about like standing your ground, right? Uh, in a way, and I felt like BB made that choice, and it just to make that choice is like, okay, well then you have to make it all work in your face and your hands. Okay. So she did, and I I just love I just love it was kind of like Trinity choosing peppermint for the season nine finale. I love the balls of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, no, no. I'm gonna do this right um and i just love that moment at the end when she like that to me felt like an, like it's such like a it was like me watching drag in the 90s when when bb did that that um that fall to the floor mm. on the last beat it was so on the nose oh yeah it was like drag queen right you know what i mean yeah. but i love it i love yeah. that like i love that melodrama yeah. it was the melodrama yeah. of it i loved it it was over the top um yeah, she did the oh. lips. She did the detox oh, lips with, with, with the finger or the hand yeah, to one right. side and that note. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, I still love it. Every I, run. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, was, she, I was there for it. Yeah, I mean, I just like it's a different way to lip sync. Yeah, and, and and I get why some people would want the dance, and I'd love to see Kennedy do that. Sure. Oh my God, Kennedy. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I just really hope Kennedy gets to the top three. I just don't think that's gonna happen. You know what, Mary? It's not that I don't want it to. All right, Mary. But. Um, we sh- oh so any more thoughts? Um, ben going home. Ben going home. I I just think that I think that for anyone who has not watched What You Pack In, the Eliminated Queen video on YouTube, or read some interviews with Ben, like I think especially if you're like not down with her decision, like uh-huh. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that aren't. Yeah, I found it really yeah. helpful to see more from her side the and to kind of. More. Yeah, and just well, there's yeah. that French N again. Yeah, the denouement. Yeah, to go see her. C'est bon, c'est bon, <laughs> denouement. Um, and, and I think it's it's worth doing that, and 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 just seeing more of her side. I think at the end of the day, whether you like what Dela did or not, it was like it was herstory. Yeah, it was herstory making. She has the best track record in Drag Race herstory, unless some season ten. She didn't win though. No, she has she has the most wins, most challenge wins of any queen. Across, like she has seven wins under her belt between her two seasons. Seven wins, not counting lip sync. Yeah, just that right. she, won just the she won the challenge. Yeah, she yeah. won the challenge. She killed the challenge. Yeah. Seven times she's won mini challenges. She's won Miss Congeniality. She won about twenty five thousand dollars, not counting all of the other shit she got for winning. Right. I, like she may have not won the hundred thousand dollars in the crown, but. Her booking fee just jumped tremendously. Okay. People wanting to book her, like not not just her fee, but her the 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 call for her yeah. has has probably grown exponentially. Everybody wants to see this queen. Um, 
Because it's like she flipped the script. Yeah. And I think we will look back on this and it's going to be like, fuck. Like, that that was incredible. Who would win in a lip sync battle or a challenge, Alaska versus Ben? I think Alaska would still win. I think Alaska is still like the best drag race player, Uh the best game player. player. I think so. I think she's the best game player. Yeah. Um, But Ben is... uh, I, I think that being said, I think in certain challenges, like an acting challenge, okay. I think Ben, I I wouldn't hold it. You know, I, I would b- put my money on Ben. I'd love, oh, I really wish Shea Coulee was on this season. Mm. I really wish Shea Coulee was on this season. There's something about her brand of drag that I feel like is um, uh, special. She would have killed every one of these challenges. Yeah. Like you think about yes. it. Every one of them. Yep. Like, I mean, acting, to acting dancing, so like to singing, the first one, what you, you got to do a talent. She'd probably dance. She'd probably dance. She'd probably dance more than she did at the finale. And then the second challenge, who knows who she'd play, but it'd be amazing uh, because she just is a great performer. And then she'd be some amazing character in The Bitchler because she was Grandria and she was amazing. Right. Uh, and right. then, you know what I mean? And the next one was uh, Snatch Game. Was that the fourth challenge? I thought the Snatch Game was fifth. Fourth was. Um, Snatch game was it? Oh boy! Well, uh, she was obviously amazing as uh, <laughs> what's her name as uh, Naomi Campbell. Yes. Um. So she probably would do someone. I mean, oh, down the line, yeah. Then the oh, the challenge before that was the um or after that was the uh the disco look. Oh right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we know that the it, variety show and then the divas lip sync. Mm-hmm. So uh, sh- who has she have been in divas lip sync? Oh, good question. I f- she'd be Whitney Houston. Oh, which yeah. is what a nod to season nine as well, right? Oh wow, there's yeah. a, a redemption. Yeah, yeah. Um, so snatch game. I don't know who her character. Who know? It'd be amazing. Sure. Yeah. And then yeah, pop a pop pop art ball. I think. I mean, maybe she'd have trouble with the can challenge, but didn't. who cares? She won her ball. Look. I yeah. mean, if she could do that construction worker look, right. She'd kill a disco yeah. look. And she can dance and lip sync and rap. We know this. So she'd do well in oh, the, uh, oh, yeah. the handmade yeah. Yeah. girls. Yeah. No, I mean, Shea Coulee, whenever she comes on to All-Stars, probably All-Stars 4, she will immediately be one to beat. Because oh, she's so. just a so well-rounded. Well, she's the one that everybody wanted to win. She's like, yeah. the clear Alaska, like the number yes, two. Yes, like the one who comes back because you want them to finally win. Right, yeah. because they... Sh- we're kind of robbed, right? Yeah, you think yeah. about Jinx Monsoon, it's like, where did she come from? You right, know? right. Yeah, no, I'd love to see Shay come back. Yeah. Um, she would have killed this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially with the other competitors. Yeah, who she'd be up against, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to move on to some Mary emails? Yeah. Uh, the clock on the wall is telling me we're about 93 minutes. All right, well, um, we knew this would be an extra long one, yeah. so we'll just kind of run through these. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be extra. It's going to be extra. We, I think the, the RuPaul... The interview we had a lot we had to say we did we had about 30 minutes um, to talk about and some that. of these you know I can just respond in email um, I want to mention that Sister Mary Audrey informed us that uh, it's not pronounced Yahua. oh right oh thank God I'm Mary. gonna do it anyway because it's just like so fun to say but I know it's Yua Hamasaki yeah, yeah. but it's you Yua. know I, it, but it's kind of like how RuPaul sometimes says like military like oh, and it's okay. just fun to say in a certain way oh I see yeah um, like Aja like Aja or yeah Aja is actually the wrong way to say it but anyway yeah, well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, it's Pepper not pronounced Mi- croissant either, you know? <laughs> peppermint. Peppermint. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, sure. Um, you don't pronounce the T at the end. It's just peppermint. Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, because we have to talk about Sister Mary Glenda and her oh, continuing morality yes. tale. Morality this tale. one took 
all of my wigs. She was like, <clears throat> well, geez, I guess it would be for Ben. It would be gluttony because that's the only one you can take yourself out with. Wow. And I was like, good God. Damn it, Glenda. Jesus, that's so smart. Work, Stevie. You better fucking fucking work. work. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Better Fucking Work Award goes to Sister Mary Glenda. And and, and it's also you think about it as like Ben... I mean, he won five challenges. Yeah. He's full. He's right. done. Right. He took He's himself out. It. He's yeah. done it. And I was just like, listen, I know we're, we, we all, we all know we're stretching it a little bit, yeah. but it works. Yeah. And I'm just dying to know what lust is going to mean. Oh my God, <laughs> lust. So I, I, um, thank you for continuing that amazing theme. Um, you know, we got, oh, we got, uh, Sister Mary Christopher. Uh, oh. we'll talk about this. Christopher, we'll talk about it. I'll email you. He was, uh, he had an interesting idea. We'll talk about, let's process it before we bring it out to the world. Uh, but I, I like it. Uh, it's just about our bandwidth. Uh, but also brought up a really interesting point about Trixie Mattel. Uh-huh. And I think we maybe covered this before in some ways, but that Trixie's brand and her sense of humor is very much self-deprecating. It's very much, that, that's kind of what she does. Yeah. And the Drag Race brand is all about performing confidence Mm. like that's that that's so important is that you're not cocky you're confident so there's this like dissonance between Trixie's brand and the drag race brand and maybe that's why she doesn't fit in drag race right and And why she might fit in uh. and why she fits so well in unha yeah because she uh yeah because that fits perfectly uh so I thought that was a really interesting idea yeah um it's it's oh man, it's great. Yeah, no, I'm, I just mm-hmm. I, I got this up. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right. Um, I wanted to give a special me- special mention to our sisters, Mary's sister, Mary's Teresa and Jen. Oh, uh, Teresa, I I was like, oh, I know you. She runs the blog uh, Anala RPRDR. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's not <laughs> a more familiar pronunciation. Um, which sh- they do these just like beautiful mind level statistic breakdowns of the season episode by episode Brilliant. uh and uh our our longtime listeners of ours and uh so first of all so nice to hear from you thank you for your email thank you for reaching out um and they were just kind of uh you know really backing up this whole idea that ben de la creme had about how drag race is a platform before it's a competition and that and they're from seattle and sort of having a familiarity with with ben they were like People might read this as like a stunt or mm. or arrogant, but like the way they put it, which I really liked, was like they they completely believed in Ben's commitment to creating spaces for diversity and artistic expression. Right. And I was like, well, those are all good words. Um, and and I just I like that because I believe Ben as well. Like yeah. I really believe it. Yeah. Um. And so I it was nice to kind of hear someone say, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true to us too. Uh. Just a couple other quick mentions. Sister Mary Christina recommended a Matreon of, I almost said Lord of the Win- Win- Lord of the Rings, League of Their Own. Oh. Obviously. But does she even know that May Mortabito would be one of my Snatch Game characters? Well, guess what, Meanie? Now <laughs> she does. So You know, what if, there, what, what, what if there was a key moment in the game and, uh, oops, my uniform bursts open and then, then uh, whoops, my bosoms come flying out. That, <laughs> now, now, wouldn't that draw a crowd? <laughs> Exactly. You think there are men in this country that haven't seen your bosoms? (laughs) For Snatch Game, he'd play both May and Rose O'Donnell's character. It'd be like Bob the Drag Queen playing two. It'd be at the same time, though. May, you can't wear that dress. It don't fit you. It's too tight. I don't plan on wearing it that long. Ooh, I don't know why you get dressed at all. (laughs) And that's when he runs off the platform, hands out. I don't know why you get dressed at all. And then comes back as May. Oh, God. This is my friend Doris, best player on the team. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so I, I guess just I also want to quickly mention um, Sister Mary Katie had brought up kind of this idea of like how to prepare for Snatch Game and like how do these queens come on here Ugh. not knowing how do to play think Snatch that Game? That the, the rug is ever pulled out from under them that they come on with a character and like you can't do that. I think that happens. I think that happens. Probably, I would hope in earlier seasons we talked about Max wanting to play Amanda Sings or Miranda Sings, not Amanda Sings. That's that's uh, right. Squirrel Friends. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I feel like at this point, if you don't know the rules of Snatch Game and who you're allowed to play and how the game's going to work, yeah. that's on you. Right. Um, you can totally prepare. The structure of the game has never changed. Yeah. It's the same, you know, setup. It's the same ideas. You just have to practice and have lots of references. And and I think if I were on Snatch Game, I would also have a bank of like, if all else fails, I will say <laughs> this. I'll pull this line out. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, Snatch Game is probably the easiest challenge to prepare for. Right. Because you know exactly what's going to happen. Right. Um, Do you want to talk about uh, Sister Mary Stevens' email? Because I think there's so much talk about the mole theory. Even mm-hmm. I guess Raja and. Uh, the oh Raven Raven no, and Raja yeah. even talked about the mole theory. Yeah, I I don't believe in the mole theory anymore. I think maybe I'm the only person. Or I don't, I don't think I believe. I think at this point, it how could BB win two challenges? Yeah, I just don't. I don't think it's gonna work. I mean, because that was all tied to the Handmaid's Tale anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sister Mary Stephen um talked about another type of mole theory in the sense that did they know that Ben was gonna do this the whole time? And his argument is that like giving five wins to one person is essentially backing Rue into a corner and digging their own ratings hole, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she could get to the finale and it's like, well, of course Ben is going to win. Right. Yeah. So, you know, by having, by knowing that she could go home the whole time, right. They're, they're, they're having one queen go home on an unprecedented, or what did say? Unprecedented winning streak mm-hmm. and just kind of have this like bombshell episode that creates so much drama. Right. And making sure that two other stars, right. Trixie and Changela perhaps mm-hmm. are going to be in the, in the finale. Right. So like, I wonder if, I mean, cause it just seems so perfect. Yeah. I just I mean and he also he also mentions that like the challenges that Ben won, right, Snatch Game, we knew he was, you know, great at Snatch Game. He won the last one. And also two challenges playing older characters, right? He gets called out for that. This is what Steven says. He gets called out for that in season 6, mm-hmm. right? And that reminded me that like uh, on the runway Ben says, "Oh yeah, I wore this in a previous challenge." Any other queen that said that they wore the same dress uh, yeah. two challenges ago, would be red for filth. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was it was a costume and not a look, so I can kind of excuse it a little. Mm. I hear what you're saying. The, the old woman thing, he got red for that, and his season. I just don't know until the season. I mean, to, I, did Ben get away with a lot? Sure. Um, to quote Delta, did I read? Absolutely. <laughs> but um, we don't know how the season ends. We don't know how the winners decide. Yeah, you're right. So I feel like let's revisit that when the season's over you're because right. I hear that, but I also feel like... I could see there being another twist. I just feel oh, really? like I, I, I y'all just, wanted another twist. Y'all wanted eh? another twist, and she stands back up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like death becomes her style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> death drop becomes her. Y- yeah. Y'all wanted another twist. Yeah. Twist her body around. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you pushed me down the stairs. <laughs> Here comes Mama. <laughs> so, um. I just I I could see there being something else because I feel like at the same time they knew that Ben was winning every challenge when Ben was winning every challenge they they if this wasn't planned if this isn't some whole huge conspiracy they knew they they knew all this they they knew 
they knew by the time she won three challenges that they had a problem on their hands. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, at that point, if you've won three challenges, you're now a front runner. Sure. Like, in All-Stars 2, I think they, I think Alaska won, I think she won four. But I feel like in, certain, in other seasons, some queens win three challenges, and then they're well, the Shea front won four. She won four. But I think once you get past two, then it's like, okay, You're going to well, be in the top. Yeah, you're going to be in the top. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't believe that this was all orchestrated from the start. Sure. I just don't. What's the point? Yeah, I get that. Why? Yeah, you'd hope that like there is a sense of casting, but like also right. that there's a sense of surprise. Like, let's see how this right. turns out. Right. And and they've got tons of footage to kind of figure out the story they're going to build. Yeah, and, that's true. And they still have a hand in, in who wins lip syncs. And, right. You know what I mean? Right. So th- there's so much control they still have. Um Let's see what happens at the end of the season. Let's see. Because right. then it's like, yeah, then you look back, it's like, well, shit, this would have been a really boring season, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, just one quick, because I, I, I'm sensing your desire to wrap up, but just one mm, quick no, thing. let's do one more. Yeah. yeah, just one more, which I think is an interesting question. Um, Sister Mary Kevin had brought up that it felt like once the show had moved to VH1, and I would maybe even maybe even include season eight a little bit but a sense of the show changing i would say probably season seven was the start of this is when people were like oh like the show was not what people wanted liked when it was season four through six like that was i think everyone kind of thinks the golden that's era. like the golden era it's like the simpsons there's a golden era right and then it's like Ugh. um season seven was the break from the golden era and then i think season eight was kind of it wasn't amazing and it wasn't bad and it was completely overshadowed by All-Stars 2. It was overshadowed. I loved season eight. I think that there's a lot of great queens. I think there's a lot of great performances. I mean, kimchi, kimchi is so undersung But I just, me. I just don't think that that season pops with any like... Bob like, the Drag Queen pops. I, just, I, I think he's a great performer. Forgy popped. Chi-Chi popped. But I think... In comparison, Locked and dropped it, you know, I mean. Sure, sure, all those things. But I think when you look back on seasons four, five, and six, the sense of like iconic moments, okay. I don't have that like, oh, the iconic moment of season eight when even like the- When Chi Chi, when her beads fell? It's like, oh, that was a cool moment, but I I don't know. For some reason, it just, that season doesn't resonate. It's a, I love it, but it doesn't resonate for me as even as much as season nine does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when Naomi came out in the Scarecrow look, I don't sure, know. Sure, that was I'm a highlight. It was, it was kind of like... When, when Kimchi cried, when she was the crying clown. I mean, I don't know. It's sort of like all a lot of the other seasons had these heights that went to like 12. And then season eight kind of maintained it like a stable 8.5 or nine. Like always good with a couple of little peaks. Okay. That's just how I see it. All right. Um, so basically, to get to Kevin's question, <clears throat> if we're looking at if we're looking at season ten, and we're like, well, geez, what are these kind of seasons after the golden era missing? What what was the what were the elements of season four through six that that could benefit season ten? Uh, I mean, I have my answers. If that helps, I mean, so what are the elements of season four through six that could benefit? Um, the underdog, mm-hmm. right? Having the underdog have that story that they actually do overcome their demons and mm-hmm. they do figure shit out right i'm thinking of jinx monsoon mm-hmm. um that you that you do have like kind of like the boogers versus the the mm-hmm. the, the heathers mm-hmm. right that you do have kind of like a, a team teaming thing sure um i think season six was really strong because there were a lot of strong queens yeah oh yeah 
Um, there was a someone else had posted. I think, I think a good snatch game is also an important part of Drag Race. Season four being an exception, because mm-hmm. um, I think that was probably one of the worst ones. Um, but uh, yeah, those those are those are things for me. Mm-hmm. There was um, th- someone had posted an article or a clip of something on on uh, Twitter about. Uh, it was a clip of like some, I think, a Vulture article about uh, Drag Race and just kind of this kind of complaint about the trickery and the kind of like hokum that they're kind of putting on. Sure. And I've, and I've called the producer's this out. Hand, the producer's right. hand. I don't nine. like it at all. Nobody like, likes it. felt like the, the RuPaul statue in the workroom. Like that whole thing yeah. was a little weird. The princess's challenge was a little weird. And, and because it was like, oh, this isn't, this is, you couldn't just have this be live. Like this is. It, right. This is. I mean, I know like the runways. It's Keep never the camera rolling. Yeah, like the runways. It's never just like one seamless thing, especially if they have multiple looks. I get that, but like this is like this isn't even happening. This is like a cartoon they're going to CGI in later. Like, right. This is bizarre. Um. So I think, I think getting back to the the excitement and the drama of of seeing these amazing artists compete and create and be artistic and connect with one each other in the workroom and have conflicts as human beings. Right. I think there's enough there, but it, I think at the same time, it's like, I think we're past the point of no return is you can't go back to that organic thing. Well, I think also the, the idea, cause we've talked about this, the, the evolution from design to performance. Mm-hmm. When you take out the element of design, you're, you're almost giving a, you're almost stratifying kind of the different types of performers that can come in. Mm-hmm. So now season 10, it's like, okay, they're all going to come prepared with these like amazing garments that they might have helped sew mm-hmm. or might have been made for them. And it's kind of like, well, you know, the, the surprise factor isn't there as much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about, when I think about surprise factor, then I think of like Violet Chachki and that like, you know, that two-in-one look. The, the, you yeah. know, I'm like, well, you know, that's... That's still doable. That's still possible. So gag worthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, that's that is what is affecting these later seasons. Is that it's like the the realism of it all. The the being sure. in the workroom. It's and, so uh, orchestrated. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and we're it, all becoming more wiser to mm-hmm. it. And yeah. it, it feels like they're unnecessarily dressing it up. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you just put like some nice frosting on this cake and a couple of sprinkles and you've got a banging cake. You don't need to add all the garbage, all the the the, the roses and the, you know, no pun intended, Sasha, uh, and, and all the little sort of like sugar art. Just make it a simple cake. It's so good. Yeah. I'll come back for more. Right. You know, change the sprinkles, show me some different flavors, but like don't fuck with the cake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think we've seen this with like Project Runway where it's like as the show goes on, it's like, oh, it can't be the same thing over and over. Right. And I get that too. Right. Um, so yeah, I think those are all of my Mary notes. Okay. Um, well, obviously, Mary's, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on this episode, on the RuPaul article that uh, shook the world, um, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can reach out to us by email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And let us know your thoughts. We want to hear from you. Uh, we're trying our best to get back to all of you there we're still kind of backlogged because of the past two weeks for me so um expect some emails coming coming your way if you have not heard from us but uh we love hearing from you via email especially um some deep thoughts long thoughts like do not hold back oh at all oh at all go for Uh, it we love that uh you know when in doubt of twitter or email 
go for email. Um, yeah. Twitter sometimes is is uh, quick and passing. Um, email helps us uh, kind of be able to digest a lot of thoughts. Yeah, go into long form mode. Yeah, because yeah, when I'm writing a long email, I want to write a long email. Right. You know exactly. So I want to take my time. All right, email. Um, right, email. Uh, of course, <clears throat> you know we were talking about don't tell mom the babysitter's dead before because uh, for our patreons, for our matrons, I should say, our Patreon subscribing members, uh, we are doing bonus episodes every week yeah. on draggy movies and TV shows and things that we love and things that you love and have recommended to us. Uh, so we are of course. Going to be doing Drop Dead Gorgeous. Nope, we did that a while ago. We were doing Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> Adventures of Babysitting. Adventures oh, of Babysitting. No, wait, maybe we will do that at some point. Uh, last week was Carrie. Uh, oh, Carrie was great. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to find out more about how you can get involved with that. Oh, Mary, did you find out? Go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Thank you. Say, Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, did you find out uh, one of our Marys, I think, emailed us or tweeted at us? That the audiobook for Carrie is narrated by Sissy Spacek. Yeah, I was. I'm ready to go buy it. I know. I know. I wish it's Audible like, was a sponsor. <laughs> well, if you do want to check it out, you can always go to the Squirrel Friends link for oh, that's Audible. Right. I believe it's audible.com backslash SFCH podcast. We can always just go check out their podcast and they have the link. So if you do want to check out Carrie as read by Sissy Spacek, go use their Audible link. Help a sister out. Jesus yeah. Christ. Offer code Gross. SF. CH podcast. podcast. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a link, um, but it's in the description of their podcast. Right. So we should be putting links in our description. I need to work on that. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Anyway. Anyway. Um, oh, and go to iTunes. Leave reviews. Leave ratings. Let people know that you love us. Hala. Hala. Um, last chance to Yes. So I chose the song because I always think that this is a Deborah Cox song, but it's a Tamiya song, yes. and it's called Stranger in My House, and it's particularly the Thunderpuss remix. There you go. Ugh. This song is great, and and we're gonna play you the climax. The cli- I was gonna say climactic, and I changed my mind. So cli- the, climac- <laughs> the climax, the melisma um, <laughs> of the song, which is not, I guess. Um, it's it's just it's this twist. It's perfect. So it's perfect for this week because I thought that that's what this song was gonna be, and it's perfect because there's a twist. Um, a. Eh? Uh, so uh, that's my Canadian. That's his Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> y'all wanted a twist. Um, that's your Western. That's that's my Western. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Laganja. That's your Southern. That's my Southern. Yeah. Um, come on, season six. So anyway, uh, this is Tamia with Stranger in My House. Thanks for coming to After Show. Nuance, nuance the After Show, <laughs> and we'll see you either later this week for our Matreon episode or next week for our main stage episode. Thanks for listening, Mary. Bye.